This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Our story this week picks up where we left off last week. Welcome to a very special episode of the Two-Headed Nerd comic book podcast, as you may or may not know. My name is Matt Baum. I'm your head number one. And I don't have head number two next to me because it is Thanksgiving week and we are taking the week off, but we wanted to give you a very special overstuffed treat. So today... We are treating you to our newest Patreon exclusive. We call it Slack Issues. It's like back issues, but we slacked on them and we're trying to catch up. So I am happy to present to you this huge, overstuffed, massive meal of an episode where Joe and I tackle a very famous Legion superhero story that I have never read. And I don't know that I'll ever be the same. So I hope you enjoy this wacky discussion of us talking about people that identify as kid, lass, boy, and girl, having sex, making babies, killing each other, and whatnot. If you like what you hear, support us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash twoheadednerd, and you will get access to future shows like our new Slack Issues segment. Before we get started, we just want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for playing along with us. We don't have a show without you guys. And I know I said happy Thanksgiving. Maybe you're international. And if that's the case, you know what? Happy Thanksgiving to you anyway. Have a good one. Stay safe and healthy. And be sure to let us know what you think of our new Slack Issues segment. Welcome to the first edition of Slack Issues, where Joe and I read and discuss beloved comic book stories that we missed. Now, sometimes it will be stories we never read, but in this case, it's just me. Today's yeah, story... It's one or, it's one or both one of us, or both you know, yeah. is, the, is the idea. Today's story was chosen by Joe, and of course... It's Legion of Superheroes centric in his never-ending quest. I mean, hold on. You chose this. <laughs> no, I'm putting this on you. In your never-ending quest to get me to love the Legion as much as you do. But this isn't just any Legion story. It's widely considered to be the best Legion story ever told. And it's called The Great Darkness Saga. Now, really, I mean, before we get into that. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Before I mean, we get there, into have, there have been lots of great Legion stories. Is there a Okay, I, I was just going to ask. Like, is there a better one? Is everybody lying? Uh, to me? I mean, probably not. I, okay, <laughs> I can't. I can't think of one offhand. Um, so this is it. This is the best. I mean, it is. It is probably the most famous Legion story. We'll be starting with the prologue in Legion of Superheroes number two eighty seven. But the main story is five issues that ran through. 290 through 294. This was written by Paul Levitz with art by Keith Giffen and Larry Malstead. Joe, before we get started, why is this the greatest Legion storyline ever told? The Legion was no stranger to like big stakes stories, like characters died, characters aged, they got married. For sure. And, you know, like some of them would go on to have kids. And uh, so the Legion was always a, a, a kind of a franchise, not a franchise, but you know what I mean, was a title that 
had real stakes for the characters. Yeah. You know, it existed in the, it existed in its own bubble. The characters actually aged like there there it wasn't perpetually in this like hyper time fixed, you know, 10 year period or whatever. Like most comics are where like Peter Parker's perpetually 25 forever. Sure. Now that he's, you know, aged out of high school, it's like no, these these characters started when they were teens. They grew to adulthood which is something we're going to definitely address later because yeah. it gets a little weird. This story, uh, not only did it catapult the Legion into one of DC's top two best-selling titles next to the new Teen Titans. So this was huge. By Wolfman and Perez. Yeah, like uh, this really put the Legion on the map as far as like the larger comic reading audience. The year was 1982 when the main story started. Right. And we know... Let's, we're just going to get it, rip the Band-Aid off because he's on the damn cover of the book. The main villain is Darkseid. Right. Which is a huge reveal in the story. We'll talk um, about that because I'm not well, no, fully uh, convinced it, that it is. <laughs> it, it, it is, and this is why. Because we, in 2021, know that Darkseid is probably DC's most well-known villain next to like Lex Luthor and the Joker. Right. 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 And uh, like, he's like, he's been in a movie. He's been in a movie. He's been in a thousand animated shows. Well, to be fair, he's, he's been in a movie that was on HBO max. Only. An amorphous, an amorphous, <laughs> an, an amorphous dark shape, dark side shaped blob was in a movie. Uh, and like, so D like dark side, we is now a big deal, you know, capital B capital D big deal. Right. Um, in 1982, he wasn't. Yes, he was powerful. Yes, he was, a, you know, a Kirby creation, and the New Gods were beloved even back then. But the New Gods uh, in general and Darkseid in particular did not have the cachet they have today that he has today. And the Great Darkness Saga is the storyline that basically cemented Darkseid as. Uh, one of DC's, if not the most, one of DC's most powerful villains. Their biggest bad. This is the first their big, time. Their biggest, the biggest of bads. It was the first time we saw him established as the biggest bad. Yeah. And okay. I mean, there's more, con like you can, you can do more research, but that's the, that's, ba that's the basics of it. Like this storyline was a huge uh, leap forward for both the Legion of Superheroes and Darkseid, the character. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, like, you know, and then next thing you know, He's in he's in toy lines. He's in uh, they put him in the whatever it was called, uh, that that kind of last gasp of the Super Friends. Where Challenge they added of the Cyborg. Super Friends, right? Yeah. Where they added Cyborg and Firestorm like Darkseid was in that. Yeah. Challenge and, of the Super Friends. Um, Superpowers, the toy line, which brought back Jack Kirby to do this two two epic minis that were just like crazy bonkers. Uh, cosmic epics featuring right. Darkseid and all of the uh, heroes of the DC universe. And like but that was all after this. Before this, like, I don't know when Darkseid ever appeared before this outside of New Gods. Okay, that might answer some questions I have later on, but we'll get yeah. there. Let's get there. Let's get there. Let's begin with the prologue. Legion of Superheroes number 287. This is the yes. backup story. I didn't read the whole issue. I just read the backup. That's fine. In the uh, backup. I, 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 can, I can speak to the lead story because there's a lot of stuff that gets mentioned throughout the Great Darkness. Okay. So go ahead. Get uh, in the backup, we see Shadow... By the way, just so everybody knows what's going on here, I wrote a bunch of notes and I have a bunch of questions. And I think the only yeah. way we can do this is for Joe Patrick to literally hold my hand through the story. So that's what Hey, we're baby, I'm do. here. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I know very little about the Legion. After this, you're going to know a lot. Oh, boy. We begin with Shadow Lass, who goes by Shady. That's what her boyfriend it's her, it's calls her. It's her nickname. They all, everybody, they all got a cute nickname. And Monel, and they are hot and heavy in love. 
Yes, they end up getting married. And we open with them flying to, quote, a world whose inhabitants were too cruel, too cold, too calculating to survive into this enlightened 30th century. Now, uh, spoilers, it's Apocalypse. Two questions here. <laughs> Did Apocalypse get broken in the past or ruined? Um, or? I uh, The answer to that is I don't know. Okay. I, I, I have not read all of the New God stuff. There was stuff after Kirby and there was stuff that Kirby came back and did um, at the tail end of his relationship with DC. So correct me um, if I'm wrong, but that New God stuff, that didn't take place during like regular DCU at the time. Wasn't it like way in the past? No, not way it in wasn't. the past. That was that was the whole point of the new gods. That that's like the tagline. The tagline of the new gods was "Once upon a time, the old gods died, and the fourth world was born." Gotcha. Okay. And so, okay. like the, the the new gods, it was uh, basically the DC universe as we know it is the fourth world, right? right? Specifically the uh, the extra dimensional corner that holds apocalypse. So when Superman Genesis. was hopping around in the Jack Kirby stuff with like Big Bear and the and the Forever People, yeah, that the was, new gods are there too. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean Darkseid first appeared in Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah, like they, they are in the DC universe, uh, a main uh, like present day at the time. Okay. So there are some robot tanks there. Monel blows most of them up, but he gets caught off guard and Shady makes a shadow dome. That's what she does. She just makes like black darkness, right? Shadow. I mean, yeah, she controls the shadows. Okay. Um, she's also hot as hell. I love her. <laughs> yeah, she's blue. She wears oh, like yeah. this uh, very skimpy one piece. But she's got I mean, like it's sort of a one piece. Costume. It's a bikini. It's, it's a straight up like action. But it's bikini. got that like connecting thing down the middle. Yeah, which but makes still, it somehow kind of Barbarella, which somehow makes it sexy. Yeah, she seems uh, to think her powers kind of suck. Like she's down on herself. She's like, all I can do is project some darkness. Hope this works. Well, and it, and it like, does. The tanks are like, oh, okay. Well, that's just it. Like her power is not offensive, right? It's it's defensive. It's it, it, it's not a it's not something you'd use to like punch out a Kryptonian or or okay. smash a tank. We'll talk it's, we'll talk about that more later too. But there's also a black and blue guy laying on a table, and he wakes up. Now, yeah, okay. So in full disclosure here, part of me knew this was Dark Side, but when we got into reading it, I didn't. Yeah. I was looking at the old covers. Because it's yes. on the app, and I didn't quite know if it was Dark Side or not yet. So in my notes here, I have question yeah. mark Dark Side. <laughs> yes, uh, I mean, it but is it doesn't look anything so, like him. Whatsoever. I mean, I, again, like this is something like revisiting this forty years after it was published, uh, thirty nine years after it was published. Um, Dark Side is on the cover of every collected edition of this story, right? And so, like, it is no longer a secret that Dark Side is the main villain for but, sure. Uh, if you are reading this for the first time, just in single issues, That's where you know, I'm like just say you lived in a bubble and you never saw the cover of the of the trade, or you're in 1982 buying this off the rack, you're like, ooh, who's the what's the, ooh, who's right. this guy? And on Keith his magnificent Giffen, claw-footed stone uh, uh, plinth that he lays yeah, they just on. like left him laying there, I guess forever. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like a it's what like could a, go wrong? Like in tomb. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, uh, like with our modern context, we know that this burned out husk of a planet is obviously apocalypse. Sure. I'm just saying like when, yeah, when SEAL Team 7 busted into Osama Bin Laden, you know, and yeah, into right. his compound, yep, they yep. took him and they shot him and then they threw him in the goddamn ocean. Dark side, we left him laying on a table. 
Uh, well, again, we, we don't we don't really know the events that led to Darkseid being uh, away for okay. a thousand years. Like, right. I don't know if those I don't know if that story was ever told. There's also nothing that shows why he was laid on the table is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it could be that like his minions laid him there, you know, like, well, like, well, for, do I wait his inevitable return? You right. know, like right. it's possible. It's like, so, yeah. OK, so I, we don't really know. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. So they, they were like, oh shit, well, we can't let anybody come here. We're going to have the United Planets mark this world as off limits. Yeah. And uh, just, maybe and like, one day we'll get the whole Legion to come here and check it out. Cause, uh, this place sucks. Now, Monel, when he was flying there, and this is a minor thing, but when he's yeah. flying there, he's carrying Shadow Lass. She also has a flight uh, ring, right? She has a flight ring. Yes. Everybody, everybody in the Legion of Superheroes is equipped with a flight ring okay. that enables them to fly under their own power or under the ring's power. Um, I just maybe think they're being romantic. Okay. Well, I'm going to play it cool know. and not ask some other flight ring questions until later because they came up in my notes as I was reading. So I no, won't. no, please ask them. I, I will, I'm but sure we're going to wait because it, it yeah, pops yeah, in no, at just, time. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, to put it lightly, uh, some of the technology employed by the Legion is assumed knowledge. Like it, they are assuming that you may. Maybe you've been reading this book for a while. You already know that they have, uh, I don't know, transparent skin tight spacesuits, for oh, example. Which if that. you look like if you look at this um, splash page, the first page of this backup story, like if you look closely at Shadow Lass, uh, her like her bare skin, it is clear that there is something covering her skin. Um, right, right. And because uh, you can see wrinkles and stuff and like the way the light reflects on it. Got and it. that is a that is like a skin tight, transparent um, space suit so that they can go into space without having the bulky like astronaut costumes. Gotcha. Okay, let's go to... They still gotta wear the big bubble heads, though. Let's go to part one. Number 209. Uh, well, hold on. Uh, just before we move on, uh, the prologue deals with... Um, uh, there's a there's a lot of stuff. Uh, and again, this book has been collected a couple of different times in a couple of different ways. Um, the most recent edition, which sadly is out of print, um, was a deluxe hardcover that collected 10 issues... Uh, including like the four or five issues prior to the Great Darkness Saga, uh, which are constantly referenced throughout the whole story, uh, which include, um, why is everybody mad at Chameleon Boy? Now, time uh, out. Stop. Because I have those questions later. So we will get to this. Okay, I'm just saying like there's a, <laughs> like that, that context is in some of the collected editions that include extra stuff, not necessarily in the main gotcha. story. It is not here. And that's why we're lucky to have Joe Patrick. That's me. Okay. I'm Joe Patrick. We'll get there. Part one is issue 290. The first person we meet is Invisible Kid, and he is crazy French. Like, okay, so he's not Invisible Kid yet, or is he? I, I Hold well, on. Well, they call Let him Invisible look. Kid. They definitely Okay, do. okay. Uh, I, again, his introduction is in the uh, issues prior to this. So right. he, is, he is new to the Legion. And yeah, he is like wickedly offensively Gambit. Like more style. so than Gambit. I, yeah, I wrote he, like this. Like this, Gambit. This dialogue French. is. Uh, <laughs> it's bad. This dialogue is Claremontian to the extreme. Yeah, he, uh, he runs yeah. around like incredible and sacre bleu and sacre yeah. bleu. Oh, <laughs> mom, not me. And it's right. like, and it's that sort of thing that Matt hates in particular, where it's like you, he's mixing French and English, right. uh, For no apparent reason, like no. you speak English. Not only do you speak English, but. Everybody in the 30th century that's part of the United Planets speaks one common language. It's like D&D. They speak interlac. So he's just like and doing so like this throwback crap or he what? Might, he might have an accent, but there's no reason for this dialogue to be written in French dialect. Ah, that's dumb. <laughs> like oh. uh, that, the accent is one thing, but for him to say like mon ami and sacre right. or whatever. Like, no, he's speaking interlac. That's God, stupid. Why? Stupid. So yeah. 
him and Superboy are visiting the Magic Castle in L.A., but it is now the Museum of Mystic Arts. And wizards have lived here for thousands of years. I have well, no, been- not thousands. This is only a thousand years in the future. The Magic Castle in L.A. was not something that was thousands oh, of years in the face. Oh, okay. And, you know, like, no, not thousands of years. Like, the Magic Castle is modern to our era. Right, I've been to it. It's amazing. It's very cool. Yeah, and no. And, and so, uh, yeah, it's like that club that Joe Booth got kicked out of. Right. right. And so um, the place is trashed. Yeah. They're checking it, it out. Yeah. It, it, in the 30th century, a thousand years hence, it has it has grown to become a haven for actual wizards. OK. And yeah. I've got some questions about that coming up, too. So I, I know you will. First, you're gonna, you don't like like blanket blanket statement. You're going to have questions about most of the oh, stuff yeah. you see. But we don't have to keep bringing that up first. How long has Superboy been hanging with the Legion? He Great make, question. I'm so glad you asked. He makes some comments like I'm right on know. page two where like someone says, looks like the science police and the pyro nullifier team, which is obviously the firefighters, but we call them pyro nullifiers. Right. Everything's got a, everything's <laughs> like got got a silly everything future under name. control. And Superboy right. goes, pyro what's it? Sure is a far cry from the old Smallville fire truck. How long has he been hanging out with them? Uh, long enough to know what a pyro whatever is, okay. uh, but that's, you know, obviously for our benefit, this is probably the first time this may be the first time this thing ever appeared, uh, you know, and Paul Levitz was like, oh, I got to explain to the kids what this pyro neutralizer is. Uh, and it's like, oh, it's a, it's a fire truck. <laughs> so timeline wise, this is still Superboy as a teen. Uh, which I mean, most of the team may or may not still be teens. It's hard to say. Yeah. Okay. So that's, um, that's my next question because it appears Superboy uh, later on, we'll see him go back to the past and yeah. come back here. So he's yes. jumping back and forth. This is not happening. He's not jumping back to like 1980s where Superman he's, is around though. No, he's jumping back. Uh, in fact, I believe they specifically date it in one scene where he travels back to like 1968. Okay. Or something like that. Uh, like he's 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 traveling to the to 2082 from the 60s. Okay, so is it because he can just get to the 30th century no problem whenever he wants to, yes. but can only uh, go back to his proper time? Well, no, he. I mean, he can try. Okay, so because we just read a comic uh, where Superman did the same thing, right? Where yes, be, so super. Superboy, Superman of this era. This is pre-crisis. Uh, so basically, this is the Silver Age, God walking the Earth right. uh, version of Super of Kal-El, who can uh, travel fast enough to break the time barrier and time travel. Under no, his I own got that. Power. My my question is like, so Superboy does that, and Superman does that. Do they ever bump into each other? No, because <laughs> there's a there is like there's like a cosmic. Um, you know how, you know how Marvel has this like cosmic, uh, it's just a, it's a cosmic rule of physics that right. like you can't change the past. Right. Gotcha. Um, so you can go back in time, kill your, ba- kill your, uh, past self as a baby, kill Hitler, whatever, um, have sex with your mom, wh- like whatever back to the future shit you want to do. Um, it won't actually affect anything in your own timeline. Gotcha. It'll just spin off a what if, and that's, and that's that. And that's how they get around that in the DC universe at that time. It was in like it was uh, universally impossible for two versions of the same person to exist in the same time period. So How did they avoid that. Did they write each other and be like, "Hey, I'm going to go to the 30th century nope. on Tuesday"? Uh, so you- nope. <laughs> uh, I, I I think uh, I, if I'm recalling correctly, if there was an instance where like Superboy showed up during a time when Superman also happened to be there. Um, like that ambush bug issue we read, like right. we referenced. Yeah. Um, uh, like somebody would like he would be 
catapulted away. Like he would not be able to access that that time. That oh, year. so like it wouldn't work. Yeah, no, like it would be like it, like the like it's impossible. Gotcha. Like, like okay. uh, you know, like uh, you know, that's a, that's you all just, I need to know. That makes happen. sense. Yeah, yeah. that's yep. all I need. I don't even need to know the physics of it. It's impossible. There no, like I mean, the, obviously the physics are made up. It, it, like it just right. can't happen. Like the universe there was, there was like will a, not allow it. I thought there was a wacky caper or something. Like oh! no, 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 no. Nope, <laughs> okay. no, it's not a caper. It's just like physically, it's physically impossible for two versions of the same uh, person to. Uh, Gotcha. Just share the same time period. Okay, that makes more sense. So, Antonio Stefanacci, <laughs> museum curator. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he Mario Mario, up. the museum curator. Yeah. And he's he's sort of like, he wears Dr. Strange gloves. He has the best hair I've ever seen. Yeah. He's Tony, we're going to call him from now on, shows up and shows them the wand of Mentachem. That's what they were trying to steal. Nothing else was taken, but it looks like that's what they're going after. He was studying it, and suddenly a dark, sort of molten-looking guy with a triangle that's crackling with energy comes through the yeah, wall. Yeah, he kind of looks like a uh, he looks like a, a a walking man made out of hardened lava. It's like molten man, kind of right. Well, no, molten man is is metal. Um, who who, who is on fire? Oh, that's this true. guy. This that's guy true. is like like lava when it's dried and it's still got right. that hot spots kind of sticking through. Well, he's yelling about the darkness taking over the universe, and he wants the wand. The Dark Servant is wearing a cape. He's pretty tough. And he, like, smacks Superboy aside. No problem. He also has cold breath. Now, at this point, mm -hmm. I didn't think anything of it, but I figure it out later on. So we'll, we'll of get course, there. Of course, yeah. Um, just a point of context. The Mentacam wand is an artifact from DC history. It first appeared in The Brave and the Bold, number 35, Okay, in 1961. It's magic stuff. It's a magic wand, yeah. Okay, and we're going to talk about that. Like, why? Because... We'll get there. Phantom Girl is here. She tries to pass through him just to run away because she's yep. not real good at anything else. <laughs> yeah, she, she, again, it's not an offensive power. She's, she gets, she's Kitty Pride. She gets really cold. That's what I'm, that was my next question. I'm guessing like she's she's like Kitty Pride. I yep. love her outfit. It's very Karen Carpenter. It's so seventy. <laughs> it's so um, so like th like this is this is on the tail end of the super sexy Dave Cockrum designed. Okay. Uh, horny horny Legion as oh, I yeah. call them. Everybody where it's like so horny. Cosmic Boy, when we first see him, uh, maybe it's in the prologue, but when we first see Cosmic Boy, um, he is wearing a, basically a, a stripper's outfit. He looks like a hot cop. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> He's pretty uh, tame here. He's just wearing like an outfit. Yeah, no, he wears that. Like he's filled, it's, he's filled it all in with like pink fabric that kind of matches his original outfit. But yeah, no, no, he's wearing like it's, it's, he's got, it's, it's like a deep cut all the way down to his treasure trail. Um, hot pants, uh, yeah, and like, oh yeah, man, it's a whole thing. Saturn Girl is basically wearing a, a pink version of what Shadow Lass wears. It's all very horny, um, and this is kind of the point where Keith Given is like, you know what? Mm, let's maybe put them in costumes that better uh, serve their characters. So Wildfire is here with them, checking things out. They're talking about how the place is trash. Is Wildfire kind of a dick? Because like on page four, Superboy's like, oh man, that guy like punch my lights out and wildfire responds with whoopee Superboy! <laughs> like who even cares what happened to you <laughs> uh i mean yeah kind of like so wildfire is a character that's got a pretty big chip on his shoulder yeah uh, because he is uh he is a man who was transformed into energy and lost his human form and is stuck in a container okay suit. i'll buy that i'll buy it because there's several yeah, other so he's, he's 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 a bit of he's a bit abrasive because you know he's 
he's got a big that makes on. sense, and I will buy that. There's several other Legionnaires that are just jerks to be jerks, and we'll get to them. Well, and you know, it's a it's a big group, and they don't all get along. I've noticed that. Now, nothing they can do seems to hurt this this dark servant. We'll call him, which we learn yep. later. He gets the wand. He opens a portal. Boom! He's out of here. Yeah. Now, uh, knowing what we know now, uh, like I obviously, and I knew this going in. Um, I, I looked at this and I'm like, this is clearly a boom tube, except it just says poink. Yeah. That, okay. And cause it couldn't have, <laughs> was boom a thing back then when boom tube um, showed up? Yes. Because they actually, they actually say the words boom tube later in the, later on. In they the, definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it actually makes a kaboom sound. Um, so, I mean, maybe it's a different kind of portal, but my first thought was like, that's a boom tube and it just goes point. And I thought it was like, they just didn't want anybody to put the, well, they, they didn't want anybody to put two and two together this early. They also like very much make dark side look totally different. Like, yeah, on they purpose. do at, at first several do, times. So yeah. Now the Legion is on earth in the 30th century. Is that correct? Always. Okay. The, the Legion the Legion has always been headquartered on they Earth. They are on Earth. All right. Block and Brainiac, they're, they're mentioning that tourists are visiting Earth to see Legion HQ. Legion HQ has also been trashed recently, has a big hole in it. And, often. And, yeah, it happens often. But they love it. People just go in and out of the hole. And they even it's talk about tra- how great it is to have a hole in the wall. They just go in and out of it. Yeah. Right. You know. Is Block lazy. kind of like simple? No, but no? he is like he's new to Earth culture. Okay, because um, he comes I mean, off can, as kind of like you can tell by the way he talks. He's he's like he's fully functioning. He's just not. He's 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 newly assimilated to Earth culture. And okay, so he, I couldn't like, tell if that was it. Like he, he doesn't was, know what a tourist is. Right, know? I couldn't tell if that was it or if he was like confused because he's new or is confused. Because he's of diminished intelligence. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I couldn't really tell. Just, he just doesn't understand Earth very well okay. at all. At this point, they're also talking about some other stuff that go, that's going on, including Matter Eater Lad's dysfunction. Yeah, I got nothing about that. I, I, I forgot to look that up. It's just a previous storyline. It really doesn't matter. Okay, and we don't need to touch on it here, but there's definitely something going on with Chameleon Boy. I've got a question about that in a minute. Okay. First, I want to address what Timberwolf is wearing. Because yeah. it is a very shockingly deep V. Yep. And he's fighting with Chameleon Boy because yes. Chameleon Boy took the team on a suicide mission that his father may have been involved with. So prior to this, immediately prior to this uh, story, uh, a few issues prior, it was revealed that RJ Brand, the Legion's benefactor and- Who's also uh, Chameleon Boy's lawyer. He's like the best lawyer in the universe. Well, he's not uh, He's not Chameleon Boy's lawyer. He's Chameleon Boy's dad. Oh, but he said uh, they hired the best lawyer in the universe, RJ Brand, and RJ Brand shows up for the trial and is like, yeah, he's fucked. Send him to prison. <laughs> no, that's not RJ. No, RJ Brand is not his lawyer. RJ Brand. Oh, RJ that, Brand. That yellow hired, blobby guy was his lawyer. RJ, RJ Brand, Brand hired, hired the, best, the lawyer. best lawyer in the universe right. so he could show up and be like, yeah. he's totally guilty. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Um, Chameleon Boy has recently learned that um, RJ Brand is his father and that uh, and he's having a very hard time reconciling with that. And. Um, in an earlier issue, he kind of stormed off um, and dragged a bunch of legionnaires with him on a mission um, that was deemed too dangerous and forbidden. And he did it anyway. And he ended up uh, stirring up a bunch of hostilities with the Cuns, 
or the coons, the cuns. Let's go no, coons. No. <laughs> I mean, I just, the, the, the cuns. It's spelled K-H-U-N-D-S. differently. It's the, spelled uh, differently. Coons. <laughs> K-H-U-N-D-S. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I um, <laughs> they could, I mean, I, we're, I, I would. I'm just not comfortable saying that. Cunts, cunts. Uh, anyway, he um, he uh, very close stirred to up a bunch C of. Word he stirred up a bunch. He stirred up a bunch of uh, hostilities with them and brought the United Planets to the brink of war. Uh, whoops, accident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, yeah. So not only oh, and as a result, as they were escaping, um, the Legion, uh, that particular group crash landed on like a frozen planetoid and were stranded with no way out until they were eventually found. Like they almost all died. Okay. That was and the suicide. So, uh, that, that particular group, especially Timberwolf is very upset. Yeah. He's pissed about it. What yeah. No, t- there, I mean, he's a brainy fucked up or not brainy, but chameleon lad fucked up. Like what? he almost got his friends killed. He almost started a war. Like it's bad. He made a big, big mistake. Okay. What does Timberwolf do? What are his powers? Timberwolf has his dad let him think he was an android. His dad was a crazy scientist on a planet and Wait, he so thought he is or was or was not a robot. He's not a robot, but he thought he was a robot. <laughs> and it wasn't until they met the Legion that he realized, holy shit, he's not a robot. He's actually this scientist's kid. In the 30th century, it's got to be way easier to figure out. a robot. I can figure out if I'm a robot right now, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I mean, this this story was from this story was from the 60s. So uh, uh, fifth, maybe late 50s even. Um, and so, yeah, like Timberwolf, uh, Timberwolf's story is way crazy. Um, and so he anyway, he joined the Legion. He's got um, at this point, he is, has essentially evolved where he's kind of um, animal-esque, not like Wolverine style, but he's got enhanced senses. He's uh, very agile, kind of like the Beast, kind of like the Beast. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's like super strong, fast, acrobatic, uh, kind of hyper senses. So as we'll find out about a lot of Legionnaires, shouldn't be in space. Shouldn't be in space. Like that's not they who you. All, like not you every adventure in space. space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not every adventure takes place in space. They just have to go through space to all get right. to the. The team that was at the Magic Castle is heading to London because Excalibur was stolen. There is a lot of yeah. magic stuff going on here. Now, yes. Quick question: The Legion are all very normal-looking kids for the most part. There's a couple of them that have antenna for the and most stuff. Part, yeah. But mm-hmm. like for I mean they're pretty much just like normal looking guys. Why, Some of them are blue. Right. Why are all the aliens so completely nuts? Are they like racist uh, about this? Do they not I allow weird looking people in the Legion? Uh, I mean that's kind of a that's kind of a great point, and it's uh, it highlights kind of one of the. I don't know if weaknesses is the right word, but like I I don't know if it's just because they thought like look these kids reading it they want to be able to relate with element ladder because like the tourists are bonkers they're like yeah no like, like there's they're full-on aliens yeah, yeah like quadrupeds super tall tentacles people. everywhere yeah. yeah no right it's true because it makes it and, look kind of racist you know like uh, i mean it is and it isn't i mean it's not racist <laughs> in the sense that like the legion of superheroes editor for the longest time would not let uh them introduce a black character no we got a visible kid but he, yeah, no, well, they had Tyrock. They forced Tyrock into existence. And uh, the way they explained why um, you never see any black people on Earth in the 30th century is that they all moved to an island that disappears like Kun Loon 
and fades from ex- out of phase with the earth. I don't. Yeah, talk no, about it's this like anymore. it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> That's horrible. Um, like so at, we at put point, all the black people on an island that did they the voluntarily <laughs> went. They they oh voluntarily God. went to the island, Matt. They this did is it like the AIDS they island to. that the Republicans planned in the eighties. Yeah, I mean My it's like very God. it's very very like apartheid crazy. Nonsense. All right. Anyway, and uh, but yeah, at this point things are better. We have Invisible Kid who is racist in a different way, in a French way. I also said uh, one of my notes is French Invisible Kid is new. All he does is turn invisible. He sucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of uh, that's that's kind of a theme with the Legion. Uh, yeah, is that a lot of them have, have crappy power, or they just have they have one power. Yeah, right? and it's, it's crappy, it, and you, they should not be in the field. Like it's, Phantom Girl, like Phantom Girl turns intangible. Invisible Kid turns invisible. Uh, Brainiac 5 has a belt that makes force fields, so it takes three of them to equal one invisible woman. Which is you know what I mean? totally stupid, because like, if you think about a football team for a minute, like we have one guy that's a running back, because he's really good at being a running back, and you know when we use him? When we need a running back. But yeah. Invisible Girl, Phantom Girl, Light Last, some of these other dorks, they're always there. You know what? They're always in trouble. <laughs> they're always yeah. in trouble! <laughs> yes. Um... And the legion, the legion for the longest time also had a rule, and it, it came up, uh, it came up in Wildfire's first appearance, as a matter of fact, which we read not long ago, for the Cosmic Longbox. Um, the legion did also have a rule uh, that stated that no legion applicant yes. could duplicate another legionnaire's abilities. They had to have a unique power. Oh, except which for is, Superboy and Supergirl, who and Monel, and, and Mon-El. also Monel, and also Ultra Boy, all have the same powers. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And also that's patently ridiculous because why wouldn't you want to have a team full of super boys? Right. And yeah, no, it's it's the dumbest thing. I, it's just okay. the dumbest. We'll get to the Daxamites in a little bit here. But <laughs> regardless of that, uh, I mean, the Daxamites are essentially Kryptonians, but less. we, we got to keep moving. Wildfire yeah. and Invisible Kid catch another weird, dark creature trying to steal Excalibur. It looks like a baby with a big head. It fries Invisible Kid because he sucks. <laughs> Look like a baby. Wildfire punches Big Head and actually hurts him. And then Big Head escapes through another portal. That's not a boom tube yet. It's just a portal. It's yeah, it's a portal. It's a part. It's a boom tube esque. So we flash to a scene of Lightning Lad, and he's all messed up. He has just resigned as the leader, and he's been acting weird. And Doc Jimmel is being a huge jerk about coming. Doctor Jimmel. I love Doc. I love Doctor Jimmel. He's like got, he's been like around. He's been around literally for decades. Oh, wow. So he's a, he's older than some of these legionnaires. I find uh, out as a, that as a character. Saturn yeah. Girl and Lightning Lad are married, and at this point is when I they asked, are. "Aren't they children?" <laughs> okay, so uh, as I said, uh, Legion of Superheroes is one of the rare comics that um, allowed time to pass. Right. And so they started as kids, and over the course of uh, 30 years, they aged maybe like 10 years. Um, and then there's the five years later Legion, which comes way later, which is a whole different So we'll say they're in their but, 20s. Um, well, that's just it, because there's a line uh, There's a line later on that I was not expecting. Like, I would have said yes, they're at least in their early 20s. But there's also a line later on where, or maybe it was earlier, uh, when they inducted, they were thinking about inducting Invisible Kid and they were talking about how he meets all the criteria. He's got a unique power. He's under 18, uh, blah, blah, blah. So if all of these characters are Some under 18. Some of them are kids. If all of these characters are under 18, that means that they are getting married, becoming uh, yeah. like Wildfire was an astrophysicist. <laughs> like he worked on rocket ships. 
uh, well, but you know, in the future, I'll buy like kids are a lot smarter. I'll buy that. Yeah, sure. But here's my no prize explanation that may or may not be in continuity. And I don't know. The Legion's been around for 60, 70 years so, or 60 plus years. Uh, so I don't know. Um, it could be that in order to join the Legion, you have to be uh, 18 or under. But, you know, they're not going to like kick you out. It's not like they're just going to kick you off the island. When but you once 18. you turn 20, you still may refer to yourself as last kid or boy. If you yeah, so it's choose. true. Like, right, yeah. Well, the only examples I can think of in regular life is like Lil Nas X and Lil, Lil Nas X. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I cannot think of anyone, like, even, you know, uh, God, I was trying to think of like rappers that had like kid names that grew up. Yeah, Lil, yeah. like Lil Bow Wow. Yeah, like Lil Bow Wow. It's just Bow Wow now. He even grew up. Oh, but Lil, somehow Karate Lil, Kid. Lil Wayne is still uh, still Lil Wayne. He is. Later on, we meet Starboy, and he's a full grown-ass man with a fucking with a beard. beautiful beard. Yeah, he looks like Kenny Rogers. Uh, so I can't really explain the uh, incongruities uh, with the aging because like in a couple of years here, Saturn Girl has a baby. It's also the, and, it's and, also and the they also And they also make a reference to the fact that they've been together four years. Okay, so Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, it, let's just like let's just say that they were fifteen when they jo- when they formed the Legion they got of Superheroes. Married when they were nineteen, they'd have to at least be twenty. Oh boy! Um, so I I don't know. It's just one of those things I hand wave away. My my no prize explanation is that you have to be under eighteen to join the Legion, but you you don't get kicked out when you the, age. The up. answer is you don't think I mean? about it too hard. Is what you're saying, right? Because also you have to also think about like if Superboy is still Superboy and he's been with the Legion since their um in since their debut in 1956. How old is Superboy? He's only showing up like twice a year. Well, he seems to show up anytime he wants to. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like they can't really. It, it doesn't jive that like all the the rest of the Legion has aged ten years, but Superboy hasn't. Right. Um, and well, you can explain you can explain that away with time travel. Uh, yeah, maybe because it's time travel, and maybe he went there and he was ten years later. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and it's and it's also like if you're Superboy and you can go back in time, like are you keeping track of the days? Are, are you like marking off the days on your calendar? So that when you go back to the future to meet your friends again, you you don't go back to the same day or the very next day right. or the very next week. <laughs> right. like, so, so they're not weirded out and they're like, what do you it's mean? Time for like, me, oh. It's time for me to jump forward and a, a whole extra year oh, this time, I'm like sorry. daylight savings like, time. Yeah, last time I came, you were dead, so I must be in the past for you. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's all crazy. It's all. That's it's embarrassing. All very, I'm it's leave. all very strange. The answer is don't worry about <laughs> right. it. The answer is don't. Don't worry think about it. about it too hard. So the Dark Servant Gang is meeting up on quote a forgotten world. Now this is important because this is a point where Keith Giffen straight up lies to the reader. Paul Levitz. Paul Levitz. Well, but I'm talking Paul Levitz is the writer. But I'm talking about the artist. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know what this is. Because there's yeah, an no image clue. of a dude in thigh-high boots and a glowing yes. purple head, but he most um, definitely has normal flesh-colored skin, and he is not wearing anything that Darkseid has ever uh, worn. Yeah, ever. yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he, he's also wearing, like, the mother of all sci-fi tank tops. Yeah. And he's got a cape. He looks kind of like lion <laughs> like he's dressed kind of like he does kind of look yeah he does kind of look like Lionel <laughs> right um and he's got this cape that just is like in a perpetual upwards swoop yeah so like, this is a full-on uh, lie where, where they are trying to just uh, yeah and, and, and I mean and also to be fair this is like the only time you ever see him like this in the story which is bizarre I don't know why I don't know what this is there's another thing like. that happens but we'll get there so we jump to Talok 5 the place is still 
effed up after quote the Fatal Five did a bunch of oh, damage. Oh, it's Talok Eight, I believe, is the is the point. Oh, I think they called it Talok Five. No, it's Talok V I I I Talok Eight. Oh, sorry, it is. You're right, Talok Eight, where the Fatal Five did a bunch of damage. Yep. A, a while ago, and they don't mention anything. Just like, oh yeah, it's still messed up. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, hey, you remember when the scrolls sure. invaded? It's just, it's you know, one of those things. Shady's there in her super sexy black bikini with Superboy and uh, company. Ta- Talok Eight is where Shadowlass is from. She is from this planet. Okay, that makes sense now. The lights go out, but Shady didn't do it, and they get attacked by one of the dark servants. This one looks like a woman, but mm, has sort some of backup and mentions the. Astro Force. Yes, that is a big clue. Okay, I didn't know what it was, but I went, all right, fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, Element Lad and Dream Girl are running for a new team leader. Element Lad looks like a doofus, and Dream Girl is hot as hell, and she does these ridiculous, sexy poses. Yeah, like she's like a beauty queen kind of. <laughs> so I said, is, I'm voting is for how her. She, uh, looks. she does a thing where she's like, I'm running for leader too. And she puts her knee up on a table and sticks her boobs. <laughs> like, yeah. What I'm are looking we right doing at it. That's what she's doing. <laughs> Everyone seems to fight all the time, which leads me to the question do they hate each other? No, I mean, they don't, but you know, they're kid, like they're young. And so they Is are and the they're together that, all the time. They're like and it's catty it, teenagers. It's, well, yeah. And it's also like they're, they're in like super high stakes uh, situations constantly. And so like, they don't always get along. They don't always agree. Some of them are dicks. Wildfire later makes a comment during the, ele- uh, yeah. as they get ready for the election that like, he can't believe like, that dream girl is running for leader. Next thing you know, we'll let crypto run. Which well, is hold like, on. This I, is, I was going to get to that. This is the 30th goddamn century. They and, hate her. And, like everybody's yeah. like, oh, great. She's running. I mean, she's kind of like, you know, she's like the Emma. Like she's not. She dream girl is great. But um, but she's sort of fits that Emma Frost mold where it's like, OK, nobody is really. Like, she's cocky is what you're saying. And like she's way too sexy, and it's like you know, like nobody really. It's like nobody wants to be reminded. It's so like she can see the future. Does she know she's going to win? No, she sees visions. She gets visions of okay, the so future she can't control that aren't it. always specific. Right? Okay, so they just come to her in her dreams. Okay, like the name of her character. So she can't would control. Suggest it. got right. it. Ultra Boy wants a job too. He's a total dork and kind of an asshole. His powers. He's sort of like another super person. Uh, so yeah, oh uh, yeah, right. Uh, so Ultra Boy has all of the powers of Superboy and Monel, except what makes him unique, <laughs> quote unquote, oh. is that he can only use one power at a time. Okay, so um, and so like if he's invulnerable, that means he has no super strength. If he's using his heat vision, he has no invulnerability. But he can fly uh, because he has a Legion flight ring. He has a flight ring, so he never has to turn on that power unless his flight ring's on. Okay, I was just gonna try and catch you on that, but okay. Yeah. Nope. So Shady thinks she knows the dark servant lady they captured. Yeah, something familiar about her. The servant gives Computo a nightmare, and Computo is in a tank and needs a new host body. Is Computo uh, like Brainiac? Another black person, by the way. Uh, see that. Yeah. Uh, so, um, if you had read uh, the previous, uh, if you had read the first appearance of Invisible Kid two, this is the second Invisible Kid, by the way. Um, you would know that this young girl is his sister, Danielle. Okay. Uh, and she she has been possessed by the um, AI Computo, which is basically like an Ultron. Why do you need Computo when you've got Brainiac? Um, so Brainiac 5 is a living being. Computo is a computer program created by Brainiac to like do stuff. Okay, so it's like Brainiac's like secretary. 
that's like saying why do you need uh, why do you need Ultron when you're already a super genius, Hank Pym? It's like that's what geniuses do. Well, they but build that's not, yeah, but that's not what he was going for. Ultron became you know a, a bad guy. No, uh, right, but obviously Brainiac Five did not mean to create a murder machine. He, he invented he invented a very uh, I I don't exactly remember, but I think it was supposed to be like. He invented this uh, computer program that was basically supposed to like automate and care for the Legion headquarters. Gotcha. I don't remember okay. if there was more to it than that. And, and it, it went it went wild <laughs> as any every story where a, a genius creates an AI in a comic book does. It went crazy, killed a bunch of people. Yeah, it's a Frankenstein. And they, yeah, it's a Frankenstein. Yeah, it's a, and uh, so yeah, it's kind of like an Ultron. Uh, and he had he had been vanquished, or so they thought. But um, Brainy had been like repurposing some of his old technology to try to cure this girl of whatever malady she had. And it opened the door for a computer to take over her body. Uh, things got real bad. Got and it. now she's in this tank. So we end back on bad guy world where the main shady bad guy is now dressed like dead man and still looks absolutely nothing like dark. I, I think that's just the same. I think that's the, the cape same blowing around outfit with just the, I think that's the same outfit just from both sides. Now you see both sides go up. Okay. Um, but also uh, a, another important clue is that he calls uh, this particular guy that rides around on this weird Vespa, his son. Big clue. Okay, because later on I was like, "Is this Calabac?" Because I thought it kind of looked like Calabac, like with the hair. No, not not this guy. This guy has no hair. This oh, is the guy oh, that rides oh. around in that. This is the guy that gotcha. rides around in the yep. weird little wiry harness. Let's not thing. spoil that yet. All right, uh, which is also a clue if you are at all familiar with. Yeah, I and I kind of looked at it, and we'll get to that in a minute here. But episode two, number two hundred. Legion of Superheroes 291. Monel, Shady, and Dream Girl are analyzing the dark evil girl, and her DNA is just like Shady's ancestor, Lydia wow. Maller, oh, the dang. first heroine of her planet. Now, she was a member of Legion in the past. No. Oh, I looked this up. Okay, so that's post crisis. Um, oh, Jesus. Uh, okay, uh, all right, all right. <laughs> I almost fell right. my chair. Because, <laughs> like, I looked it up and it said, like, she was a member of Legion, yeah, which all right. predated uh, the Legion of Superheroes, but that happened post-crisis and was written later. Yeah, is what you're saying. right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so. Let's not even um, talk about here, it. Here's just a, no, no, no. It's, it's all right. Here's a quick boil. Here's a quick um, a breakdown just for the purposes of this particular story. This story predates the creation of the L period, E period Legion. Gotcha. Uh, which it was introduced in like 1987, 88. Oh, okay. Um, and so uh, they say in during the over the course of the story that Lydia Maller has been dead for like 2,000 years. So this is before they came up with that idea. They may have like retconned it so that um, this woman that was in Legion. It's 80, a retcon. 88 it's is a like the ancestor of Shadow Last. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, for the purposes of this story, don't worry about that. Right. Bad guy and one of his dark minions are on Avalon, where the minion is showing off his astro power, and it kind of looks like he's taking yep. the crap. <laughs> like, it's the Astro Force. It's the Astro Force. Right. Yeah, he's, and uh, at this point, I realized, oh, this looks just like Orion's weird there you go. There around. you have it. All right, you did it. You connected the dots. Yes. Um, the astro force. But I force, didn't get it. I didn't get that this was. And we'll get I hear there. Yeah, he's riding around in something that looks similar to the flying harness that Orion uses, right. and also the astro force is the specific name of the power that Orion wields. And when you sit on that harness, it does look like you're on a toilet. And kind of, because yeah. your knees are up. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of, yeah. It's really weird. 
Uh, Avalon, also another kind of magical place. It's kind of like a Camelot, a medieval times kind right. of. And they went here to free Mordru, who Mordru, wears a yeah. green Shriner hat with wings. Yes, and it has an says with eyeball wings. on it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's an eyeball. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess they freed Mordru just so they could whip his ass and take his magic. Because he's like, yeah, oh, uh, and that's, those guys and that's, sucked. <laughs> uh, and, that's, and that's a big deal because uh, Mordru is the most powerful villain the Legion has ever faced. Uh, to okay. Gotcha. And so for this guy to show up and just house Mordru like it was nothing. Right. Is huge. Gotcha. Okay. It was kind of lost on me. Now, it, yeah, I'm like, he's in, impri- like, you know, he's imprisoned and he's being guarded by a, an army of sorcerers and knights and stuff. So, like, he's a, he's a, he's a bad guy. He's a big deal. Um, but they don't really necessarily go into the idea that, like, oh, he's the Legion's arch nemesis. Right. Yeah. It's, so yeah. we go back to Legion headquarters. Chameleon Boy is talking to his lawyer. Who his is lawyer, who looks a, like a penis. A, yeah, a penis with eyeballs that float around it and, and tentacles. tentacles. Yeah, yeah. And who would he, never be allowed in the Legion because he's not human enough. Sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. He's, um, no. Element Lad is putting off the election and because everybody thinks he wants the job and he's mad at Chameleon and he Boy. Dream Girl is being a bitch and thinks she should be in charge, but it seems like they think she is like a total joke. Everybody's kind of like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like uh, Element Lad wants to postpone the election because they got some shit going. Yeah. Oh, no. Element Lad wants to go forward with it. It's Ultra Boy that wants to postpone. Oh, yeah, because, because- he wants to run, too. Uh, well, and he's like, look, man, there's too much going on. We got these dark servants. We mm-hmm. got people in the hospital. We got people in prison. Like, we don't, we can't have an election right now. But later and we see the element lad is like, fuck that shit. Let's do it. But later we see he's finagling things too. There's like a scene where him and Monel are cleaning up a prison break that's about to happen. And he's like, make sure you tape this for the election. And he's like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's campaigning. He's like, I sure. want everybody to see this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, it's, uh, it's ultra boy for a leader, you know? So. Dream Girl, while she's doing this, freaks out. Starboy. Oh, uh, I, just really quick. I want to put this seed in the back of your this head. This is not a dream, by the way, when this happens. Dream Girl standing there has a vision. She's wide awake. When uh, which is rare. Like, normally she's asleep and she, when she has okay. visions. So it also kind of looks like she passes out, but maybe maybe she doesn't pass all the way out. Anyway, uh, something I want to put in your head uh, that will come up later in conversation. Ultra Boy's real name is Joe Nah. J-O, first name, last name, N-A-H. Just, rem- just think, remember that. Okay. Put that in the back of your head for later. Great. So she pictures this prison break and she sees something happening on another magic planet. We got to go there. So they sorcerer's world. Right. They send ultra boy and who is dating phantom girl, by the way. And this is where I had him. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The prison planet is Tacron Gulf. Yes. It's two separate things. Yeah. She sees problem on sorcerer's world and there is a prison break on Galtron, whatever. And so ultra boy and Monel go there. They catch most of the escape prisoners, and Ultra Boy brags about it, hoping it was taped so everyone can see how rad he is. Also, the well, Time Trapper yeah. is here, and the Time Trapper, just like Mordru, is Mordru. like, oh, man, that sucked. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's, like, it's, it's, oh, it, it's, it's left these, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, it's left, an encounter with this being and his minions has left these very, very, very powerful, very important villains traumatized, right. which is a huge deal. And the servant um, of darkness that rides the toilet machine is still like still there whipping around. And they're like, Wait. oh, uh, yeah, uh, it's true. Uh, fun fact, uh, fun fact about the tr- time trapper that I will mention and we don't have to discuss it any further. Um, many, many years hence, uh, it will be revealed that the time trapper is actually Cosmic Boy uh, <laughs> from the far future traveled back in time. 
course it is. <laughs> um, I, I, I have not read all those stories, so I don't remember why. Clearly here he does not look like Cosmic Boy or else they'd recognize him. But yeah, that's that's a retcon that happens way away. So the other part of the story is what's happening on Naltor, and that is the planet of the sorcerers, right? Uh, no, Naltor is the planet oh, sorry, where Dream Girl is from. by Naltor to pick yeah. up Misa, the White Misa, Witch. Who, who is Dream Girl's sister. Who has antenna that come out of her eyes. Out of her eyebrows, not her eyeballs. Okay. That's important. All right. <laughs> so, uh, one is gross and one is less gross. <laughs> so as they're going to pick up Misa, the big head servant of darkness shows up, puts a whammy on the White Witch, Light Lass is there. She literally just makes things lighter. That's her job. I mean, that's one way to put it. Another way to put it is that she has the ability to negate gravity. Okay. I thought she controlled light maybe, but no. It's she. No. Uh, so Light Lass, Light Lass is Lightning Lad's sister. Is it twin too much sister? to ask her to be called anti-gravity Lass? <laughs> that um, yes, that's a little clunky. Uh, light, light oh, lass really? Is, is it more clunky than duplicate girl and some of the other stuff we run matter, into? Matter Eater Matter Eater Lad. Matter eater uh, lad. <laughs> light, lass, light Lass is Isla Rands. She is uh, Lightning Lad's twin sister. And originally she had lightning powers like him. She still got into the Legion. Let's not discuss it. Uh, but something happened to her and her powers were transformed. And so now she has the ability to negate gravity. Okay, well, all this is happening. Invisible Kid was sent on a secret mission. And by the way, Superboy, when Invisible Kid's like, well, I'll go on the mission to find the big bad guy. Superboy's like, well, don't get killed. That's a pretty bummer of a first mission, man. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And it's like, let's him go. So he's trying to sneak up on the guy, but he can totally see him. And you know why? Yeah, this is the, this is the big bad Invisible Kid sucks so bad at everything. He just no, sucks. No, like, look, he's invisible. <laughs> Come on. No, he's not, because this guy can see him. So. Well, the, like, this guy can see him because he's got the powers of a god. It says, I can see your soul. Oh, you know? please. It's like, whatever. Yeah, no, it's not that Invisible All Kid All I'm saying sucks. is, Invisible Kid is new. He shouldn't be sent on this mission. Superboy tells him, Man, that's a pretty shitty first mission. I hope you don't yeah, get I mean, killed. You're right. And then like he also gets zapped like he also gets zapped by what we now know are uh, Omega Beans. Yeah, pretty is- much. Which sucks bad. And the only person that's nice to him about it is Block. The only person that's nice. Everybody else is just like, he should not have been here. This guy, like, what is he even doing? <laughs> it's wild. I'm not gonna go into the backup story because it doesn't have much to do with what's going on here. It's a thing between uh, lightning last address the fact that even oh. though this is not germane to the main story, it is about um, why lightning lad is ill and has been acting erratically. Right, he's got like a, an electric brain fever or something. Yeah. There's something wrong. Yeah. There's something wrong with his, uh, with his, his, he's got a, he had a striz oak in his brisane, like MCP. Exactly. Yes. And um, uh, this backup story looks like it was drawn by Keith Giffen from five years in the future. It's super weird because it says the, it's the same artists. Same art team, but it looks same totally different. So I thought, maybe and so I'm my my thought is that this backup story was added to the trade for context, and it was not in the original. Maybe I thought maybe That's they let a, the that inker is a total take, guess. I thought they let the inker take the art and let Keith Giffen like ink or something. No, that's Keith Giffen. That's okay. how his style evolved. It looks different. Um, so another possibility is. Another weird thing that happened in the 80s, they did it to Teen Titans as well, is that when the books were relaunched uh, in the Baxter format, the original books uh, after the first year became reprint books. 
Oh, and so, and so, like okay. this book would this book would become Tales of the Legion of Superheroes, and then reprint stories. So this is probably a reprint with that. So extra this story could be it. it could be like classic X Men, right? Where it's the original story with an extra thing. Gotcha. I'll bet you that's that's what it that's is. my guess. So we move on to part three, issue two hundred ninety two. Opens up with Monel and Ultra Boy. They're helping clean up space prison. Shady is there. She's not wearing a bikini anymore. She's just wearing like kind of a black thing with like a purple thing now. She's not. Uh, she is wearing what appears to be a science police uniform, and I could not figure out why. Okay, yeah, because I went like she. I just thought, oh, she changed clothes, but then later on, we do see the science police. They're all wearing these outfits. <laughs> yeah, no, this is no, this is a science police uniform, and I don't remember why because it doesn't look like she got all tore up in the previous. I just assumed she showed up, and they were like, "Hey, stripper girl, why don't you put on something a little more appropriate?" I honestly don't. I. I I really could not tell you. This is like, not may, appropriate like, prison attire. <laughs> maybe she's a science police cadet. I, I honestly don't know. Okay. I really don't know. That that knowledge is, is foreign to me. At the same time, Chameleon Boy is being brought to the prison. And we learn that he uses antenna to change shape. So they put little yeah. tiny antenna cuffs. <laughs> Dampeners, yeah. It's adorable. Yeah, yeah, like he, so like, Chameleon Boy is a Durlin. Um, and it, it's not until later that they would reveal that Durlin's uh, that Durlin's natural shapes are uh, very alien, like tentacle, like little bipedal Cthulhu's Ugh. with robes. Ugh. Yeah, like like uh, like Zoidbergs that wear tattered robes. Gross. And um, uh, so this this um, form that Chameleon Boy is taking is kind of like a Martian Manhunter deal, where it's like I have made myself look more human, but not all the way human. So that I fit in better. Gotcha. Um, RJ Brand, his father, was a, a Durlin who was posing as an Earthman, and he got sick and got stuck. He lost his shape-changing powers and got stuck looking like um, Santa Claus. Okay, that was my next question. Why is dad yeah. just like some middle-aged white guy? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he, he caught the rock and pneumonia. He's constipated. He's just, he's constipated. Yeah, and he, uh, and he got, uh, he got stuck in his human form. He lost his shape-changing abilities. All right. Another fun fact, L period, E period, Legion related uh, retcon is that there was a Durlin in the original uh, lineup of that group and all they called him was the Durlin. And uh, it was hinted at, but not, I don't think ever explicitly revealed that that was RJ Brand. Uh, and that uh, RJ Brand is very, very old. Well, that's kind of fun. That's continuity, at least. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. I love yeah. that. I I, right. I, I hope I hope that's something that they actually confirmed because I don't remember. Okay. So we jumped to Sorcerer's World, which leads me to ask, why is there so much magic? There in, is a lot of the, magic in the Legion. Is it just like this was just how yeah. they did it? It's not a. Don't worry about it. This is um, I think it's more like um, I, I uh, like, like I, again. All, I, I all I've never in science and there's science police, yes. but then there's magic everywhere. Right. Um. So I don't know this for a fact because I've not read every Legion story, obviously. But um, what I suspect is that in the future, a thousand years hence, magic has become such a known quantity that. You know, it's more accepted, which is why okay. we have the right. we have the the magic castle on Earth. Sure, uh, whatever it was that. called. I'll totally um, buy and 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 like the sorcerer and every magic thing right. you've ever like heard it's of a real, is real. Like it's a real like it's a real thing. <laughs> right. It exists. It's in a museum. Gotcha. And um and like sorcerer's world is a place where like the the sorcerers of the universe or the galaxy are like yeah let's build us a planet let's sure and we'll and what should we name it i don't know how about sorcerer's world <laughs> yeah i like it let's build our city on the back of this troll yeah it know. sounds like an amusement park i love it so yeah. 
the world changes, or it might be illusions. Here's your quote. They're flying there, and Block freaks out because he's kind of simple, like I said. They're mostly illusions created by wizards to demonstrate their power. Also, they're not dangerous because Mordru stole their magic years ago. So, like, everybody there is, like, kind of powerful, but not as powerful as they used to be because Mordru yeah, took a bunch of their so magic. So the, the exact quote is that they are mostly illusions. Right. Uh, a few of the images are real, but, like, the city on the back of the giant troll is not real. Right. Um, and like and, the city yeah, in the water says, and stuff is uh, right. Exactly. Like, uh, so the landscape is constantly changing. A lot of it is illusory. Right. And, uh, they don't have as much strength as they used to have. It because showing more Drew, more Drew <laughs> stole a lot of their mojo. They're still like, you know, they're still powerful wizards, but not like more Drew power. Okay. Real quick. Is there any reason why block and white witch don't have little kid names? Like there's, is there any reason for the naming for the nomenclature? Like kid, boy, last kid, boy, last. And then you've got block and white witch. And well, sure. But like also, but also like you have wildfire. You've got, um, why don't they have kid names? Why isn't he like, I don't know, uh, energy like projection. Well, I mean, I just think because (laughs) I mean, it's like anything like as time progressed, Future writers were like, you know, it's kind of stupid for these kids that are getting older to call themselves lad last kid. But they so didn't let's think have it a was, kid named Wildfire. But they didn't think it was odd that the other kids hold held on to that. No, because it's like we still have Superboy, we still have Supergirl, even though she's a grown ass woman. But you they're know, boys like, and girls. Cosmic Boy grew up; he couldn't be Cosmic Man. Lightning and Lad could be Lightning the, Man. Yes, <laughs> and in the in in stories that deal with an older Legion than this, yes, their their names do change. They okay. become like Saturn Woman. Okay, or, I'm like, perfectly fine with that. That's, it's that's just that, like right, the answer to your question is because it was a comic that they wanted people to love, and they they'd get a lot of pushback if they were like, "We're going to change Lightning Lad's name to something fun and cool." Gotcha. Yeah. Like, like when the they shocker. when they re- <laughs> <laughs> right, like when they when they reboot the Legion post zero hour, they call him Livewire, which is awesome. Uh, um, you know, they call Sunboy Inferno. Dumb. Uh, Inferno's and, and not so, bad because Sunboy is dumb. <laughs> but <laughs> so. like, I mean, like, yeah, like they give a lot of them modern names. I, but and, and, fact, and newer newer Legionnaires that join the team from like the seventies on have more modern. So Sunboy, like they didn't like, like name Witch. him Sunboy. They called him by his real name. And I didn't know who he was, so I kept yeah. referring to him as Flamer Boy. In my, in my notes. So his name is Dirk. Gotcha. Invisible Dirk, Kid, Dirk Morgna. Invisible Kid, Dream Girl, Block, and I. Here I have Flamer Boy. <laughs> are all with Dream Girl? Are with White Witch? They go to this magic place, and yeah. they're there. Okay, before we get into that, real quick, uh, okay. we've established they have Legion flight rings. Yeah. These Legion flight rings protect them in space, yes? No. Remember, they have transparent spacesuits. They have transparent spacesuits, but they can fly through space on their own. We see that often. With the flight ring, yeah. Okay. Why do they have ships? I mean, why do the Avengers have a Quinjet when... Because Captain America can't fly. Well, sure, but, like, how shitty would it be to fly across the galaxy to a planet that's a billion miles away from earth other legionnaires do it in this book not really no they don't the prologue we see monel and shady fly on their own through space to a planet 
<laughs> that is obviously or, apocalypse. Or did they leave their ship and fly down to the surface? And that's all we saw. Oh, whatever. We don't know how long they Regardless. were in Regardless. Okay. Yeah, no, because, yeah, they, they go on long intergalactic trips. So, yeah, they're in ships. <laughs> all right. The B team of Phantom Girl, Monel, Ultra Boy, and Shady get attacked by the Servants of Darkness, who are starting to look like characters I recognize. One of them kind of yeah. looks like Calabac. This I'm, is the first appearance of the fifth one who looks like Calabac. I'm starting to realize that one of them is probably a super person. I don't know if it's Superboy or Superman, things I, like I that. Mean, yes, the answer is. The yes. baddies all seem to recognize Shady's powers because they're darkness related. And as we've established, it's her. Uh, I can't ancestor. remember the name of the woman, the ancestor that yeah, is Lydia Mallor. Mm-hmm. Big Bad shows up and punches Monel so hard that his clothes yeah. fly off. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he punches. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And Monel totally recognizes. He says, or I mean, he either punches him or he does a, an energy thing. Regardless, he knocks all his explosion. clothes off. But before that, Monel looks trend. at him and says, "Oh my God, you." You're so Monel knows who it is. Why? That's because Monel is from the 20th century. Okay. Um, that's gonna that's, a little bit of brief history of Monel. Monel is a Daxamite from the planet Daxam, stuck in the Phantom um, Zone for a long time. Yes, uh, Monel. Monel was a, a traveler and explorer, and uh, he made his way to Earth uh, in the 20th century uh, and uh, discovered, oh man, like under a yellow sun, I've got all these powers. And um, let's just tackle know, that real quick because yes. later on we're going to see the Daxamites with a lot. Daxamites are like Kryptonians; they get superpowers under the under a yellow sun. But like, they left Krypton a long time ago. Uh, that is uh, that is a bit of history that was added. Is that like Daxam is? Uh, it's kind of like a Romulans and Vulcans situation. Because we're going to run into three billion of them three billion yeah uh, so yeah i mean it's very much a romulans versus vulcan situation where daxum is a planet that was populated by kryptonians that left krypton and then yeah formed their own but society. they all so, have the same power they're all superman under a yellow sun basically except uh for that some reason like a problem <laughs> it is a problem uh like i mean except for notable exceptions are one their planet never exploded and two um, for some reason that I'm not recalling at the moment, instead of being vulnerable to kryptonite, because lead. again, yes. they were not from Krypton, um, they are vulnerable to lead, which unfortunately is everywhere. So it's uh, especially on Earth. So the, not this big of a deal if this kind of Superman shows up, because all you got to do is shoot them, <laughs> or yeah, you know, poke them with a number two pencil. Right, just, just um, shoot them but, with your gun, and they're dead. So, uh, but yeah, Monel, Monel's from the 20th century. He shows up on Earth. He's got all these powers and he's like, whoa, crazy. And then he immediately succumbs to lead poisoning. Uh, <laughs> well, because it's everywhere. He doesn't know that, right? I was going to say, what did he eat paint? Like, what? No, nah, he's just, he's like, it's, it's like, you know, I oh, don't know. What are these flakes of white? He's like, oh. Like, I, I, I think that they're, Money, I, no! think, <laughs> I, I think, I think that their aversion to lead is so acute. That uh, like just the particles of lead that happen to be okay, in the atmosphere. We'll get to something that happens in a little yeah. bit where that that matters. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, Monel in the 20th century, he loses. He's lost his memory. He's very very sick. He's got Superboy powers, and Superboy is like, "You must be from Krypton. You could be my cousin." I, I mean, he's not. So once and again, Superboy, Superman is not only so, the last Krypto- Kryptonian. He's one of three billion. Kryptonians well, yeah, I mean, he, no, uh, like super. So Superboy is like, you must be from Krypton because he doesn't know about Daxum. He gives Monel the name Monel, 
um, which is obviously not his real name. He's right. not really Kryptonian. He's not really related to Superboy. Um, and to cure it, to save him from lead poisoning, Superboy puts him in the Phantom Zone where he uh, <laughs> exists. Like, there's no way to save him. There's nothing like, they can my do. My friend Joe Patrick has cancer. What do I do? I know. Let's put him in solitary confinement with a bunch of the most dangerous criminals yes. that have ever no, lived. Yeah, right. It, you know, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it was the only way to save Monel um, where he could still be alive without uh, like time progressing. You're telling me Superman or Superboy or whoever couldn't just fly him off of Earth? Put him on the moon for a little bit? He's already got it. He's got the sickness. Oh, like it's, it, it's like it's not like all right, all it doesn't. Right, right, it's right. not like it, oh, we moved the lead away. He's okay. It's got like it. no, you've been poisoned. And Lord knows we don't know any magic people that can help with something like that. No, of not at the time. No, no. And, and so Monel, like it, it, it is not until the Legion, until a thousand years hence, that uh, a thousand years to cure lead poisoning. To cure lead poisoning <laughs> for Daxamites. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, I'll, I'll give you that. They're aliens. All right. Like it's it's essentially like the most aggressive form of cancer you can have, you right. know, or whatever. It's like I like imagine Doctor Jamil does make a comment about we cured the common cold like five hundred years ago or something. Like that. Yes, they yes. Yeah. So of course, like it's super advanced, and so yes, they have cured lead poisoning. Monel takes a serum, which is why he can operate. Um, but that is important later because does he take like the insulin shots? Is that like his deal? Like if he doesn't like take it, he, no, he just like you know he gulps it down and it's like a drink. Right. So it, so Monel knows him because Monel lived in the past for a while. Monel recognizes him because he is from that era. Um, however, the flip side is not true because in this exact same scene, uh, the main villain says, "Ah, Daxum, what a splendid concept!" As though he has never heard of it. Okay, regardless, Cosmic yeah. Boy, Saturn Girl, and Lightning Lad are doing some computer work. And they discover the dark servant with the big head is a guardian of the universe. One of the yeah. bosses of the Green Lanterns. And Wild. the strong one is a clone of Superman. Yikes. Oh, my God. Not Superboy, by the way. They say Superman. Just throwing that out there. Back uh, well, it says native. Well, I mean, yeah. Colloquially, colloquially known as Superman. Like okay. he is more well known as Superman, especially in the future. Back on Sorcerer's World, the team are visiting the teachers, who are the real magic badasses. They're also yeah, they're super like the uh, they're like the graybeards in uh, Skyrim. Yeah, you know, they're, they're like the big the big cheeses. They're also so egotistical that when Dream Girl shows up and says, "Hey, I have this vision. You guys getting your ass kicked?" They're like, mm, "Doubt it," <laughs> 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 because their magic is so strong. Even though we just found out that uh, Mordru showed up and took everybody's magic, so they're not that strong. No, yeah, they're arrogant. But they're no. not letting that bother them. Lightlast doesn't care for Timberwolf at all, by the way. They're, like, in a huge fight. But they're in a fight. Uh, like, Timberwolf and Lightlast were a, a couple. Okay. Um, but while they were on the suicide mission, oh. uh, Timberwolf was stuck on the icy planetoid with Saturn Girl, and they were both like feeling very insecure about fights they were having with their partners, and they almost hooked up. Oh, come and on. Let, they all they didn't, but you know, but that's it, a dog part of him, right? That's a wild part. He yeah, he's him. like, yeah, yeah, he's got to lift his leg, um, and everything. And right? so, like, yeah, like Light Lightlass is Lightlass is uh, pretty pissed at him. For, okay. The teachers are like, nah, whatever, everything's fine. Oh, I mean, and also Saturn Girl is her sister-in-law, so it's doubly bad. Oh, Jesus. So the teachers are like, nah, everything's fine. Check it out, Legion. And when they look out their magic window, the darkness <laughs> is right there. Bad. And they're very, like, oh, very, shit. <laughs> it's very bad. Dream Girl yeah. is all told you. And then Wildfire 
freaks out at this point, okay? He goes off half-cocked, and Dawnstar is like, all right, hold up. We need to wait for instructions from the new boss in the silver bikini, and who also, by the way, split up the teams, and Wildfire is not into helping his buddies, whose ship exploded at all. Instead, he's throwing Dawnstar around like she's a rag doll. By the way, Dawnstar looks like a Native American super share. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. I love her. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, points, I guess points for trying to be inclusive, but negative points for going <laughs> yeah, about it in the worst way bad. possible. It's so bad. And Dawnstar yeah. is not having it. She's like, knock yeah. it off. Like he's trying to save her and she's like, I don't need saving. But and he's, he's, being very, a huge, he's very rough with he's her. He's being yeah. a huge jerk about it. He goes so far as to throw her into space. Yes. She is not wearing a little helmet like you mentioned. By um, Dawnstar can survive in the rigors of her like her power she is an intergalactic tracker so her power oh, oh, is wait that, wait is that because she's a native american joe <laughs> i don't think it has anything to do with that nope like oh my native american magic lets me track no nope, no nope, not just through like the that. forest but through outer space uh <laughs> yeah she smokes a peace pipe and then she knows the secret to the, yeah no uh, she speaks but yeah, to the mighty uh, kitschy manitou and he helps her right, out, right? she's a she's a uh, she is an intergalactic uh tracker and navigator she can survive the rigors of space and without she has a space suit wings that don't work in space. But anyway. <laughs> no, they work. They work, but she's under the force of his weird No, throw. I'm just she's... saying, wings would not work in space because there's no wind. You don't need wings. Matt, what you need she is travels the solar winds. Oh, man. It's oh. a meta. It's their metaphorical wings. Pardon me. Wildfire realizes he can't take on all four of these dark servants, so he bravely runs away. And at this point, I decided, I think I hate Wildfire. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I love Wildfire, but he is a shithead. He has done, and this is just looking at what we've read so far, he has done nothing redeeming. He's just been a jerk. He's yelled and, at Superboy. He's thrown women around. And then when the shit comes down, he takes off. <laughs> well, and the crazy thing is, is that he is like one of the most powerful of all the Legionnaires. And uh, he's very bad at at it so as he's uh, taking like he off, immediately gets destroyed he, yeah. his containment suit gets obliterated by not a, not orion as he's taking off the dark servant on the toilet cycle blows him up and <laughs> to which cycle. to which i said in my notes good he was a jerk <laughs> yeah i mean don't get used to it white witch and the teachers are trying to summon help after talking all that shit about how this won't be a problem and instead they summon a baby hellboy style who I would argue yeah, they already do. has a great Legion of Superheroes name, Hellboy. Hellboy does have a great Legion of Superheroes <laughs> there you name. Go. Dream yeah. Girl is heavy into the baby for what seems to be no reason at all because she does not have any visions. She just goes, I don't know, maybe this baby's going to be like the thing we need. Uh, she's got a feeling, not a strange feeling, not a premonition, but a strange feeling. Back at Legion HQ, Lightning Lad sends out a general alarm, which is a call to everyone. Now, All reser reserves, retirees, everybody. Yes, but later the on, Legion a the Legion AARP, the whole group. There's another general alarm that calls even more people, but we'll talk the about subs. that in a minute. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so I, I'm asking, there's like a core team, like the Avengers, and a lot of other members as well that are just aren't always uh, there. So the Legion of Superheroes is a very large organization, right. not uh, like larger even than the Avengers, in that they're like at any given there's time, there could be of them, right? Well, no, but there could be upwards of like 20 or 30 legionnaires. Oh, okay, okay. 
on active duty. And, uh, you know, they get split, they get assigned, you know, they go on different missions. They're not all together all the time, but they are all on the team. But there are also reservists uh, who are, you know, characters that are like, well, I don't want to be on active duty, but call me if you need me. There are also uh, characters that have retired from active duty. Like Karate Kid, like right now, is not. Yeah, like Karate Kid and Princess Projectra uh, have uh, retired because she became the queen of her home planet. And she had to, you know, go do that. And he's her her main squeeze. So and he's he, wearing he goes yellow be, pajamas and doing karate shit. Yeah, you know, he looks he great, goes on, by the way. He dies a great death later. Um <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, well, way past this. Okay. No, no, karate, yeah, karate kid bites it. Um but uh yeah, and so bouncing boy and his wife, duo damsel. Oh god. Previously known as triplicate girl. <laughs> but there's also duplicate girl? Uh, duplicate lad. There was like duplicate lad who could like duplicate powers. Is my guess. Well, there's a woman uh, that does it because like in we we see her other body. No, she was fried. Gas Girl. No, but like later on, Darkseid kills somebody. He's like, I've just killed your other body. Yes, yeah, so he's talking about Duo Damsel. They that's oh, Duo Damsel. Okay, there, that's that scene. That's that scene where he's putting those illusions in there. Uh, okay. So yeah, so like triplicate girl. Oh, yeah, actually, that's why reading the prologue is great for extra concept, or not the prologue, but the extra stuff that was in the hardcover is great for context because uh, the story where Computo returns is the story that basically is like, we're out. We're like, I'm done. Don't call me. I'm not I'm not coming back to help against Computo because Computo is the villain that killed one of her selves. Uh, so she's the reason why she went from being triplicate girl to duo damsel. Okay, sorry. The she team, went from number three to number two. The team on Sorcerer's World hold off the Dark Servants temporarily, and Dream Girls tells them to protect the Teacher's Island at all costs. Big Bad shows up. Because the baby's there. Smashes the force field with no problem whatsoever. <laughs> Hands the Legion a whooped black wildfire who looks very dead to me. Yeah. And Dawnstar, who got beat up off panel. The team Not Wildfire, that's Sunboy. No, but uh, Wildfire's Oh there no, too. it's Wildfire. It's Wildfire's containment suit. Yes. He's like, I'm gonna keep this, I'm gonna keep this helmet he as a super head. The team yeah, is like, just, oh shit, we just got our butts kicked. And oh, they, but my favorite part is that it's Dawnstar who he took the time to retrieve from space yeah. just to be petty. Just a whipper butt, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to be like, look what I did. And he keeps Wildfire's head. Good news. Wildfire. It's not Wildfire's head. It's the top, It's the helmet from his containment suit. Whatever. But the good news is he's not dead, and he's got a new suit already, not more than one page later. <laughs> he, I mean, he probably has. He probably takes spares with him what wherever does that they mean, go. Though, to like, is his energy just floating around, and he just like sucks it back? Yeah. Up so suit? yeah, I mean, if you were okay, if I you feel remember, like it's very bad when anyone else's containment suit is broken. But Wildfire's is. like, no big deal. <laughs> so, um, uh. You will recall uh, the Cosmic Longbox episode where we reviewed Wildfire's first appearance. Right. Um, he was like, yeah, my name is Erg One, and my power is to duplicate any of the Legionnaire's powers. I have an antimatter body, and using that antimatter energy, I can facsimilate heat vision, super strength. I can transmute uh, you know, chemicals. I can turn intangible. What a and the Legion's like, no, we don't want anybody that powerful. You have to have a unique power, sir. And he's like, well, I do have a unique power, but I can't use it. And at the end of the, st and so he's like, I guess I quit. I guess I, I revoke my application. And we find out later that his unique power is the ability to release all of his antimatter energy in one massive blast. 
which at the time we thought killed him. It was like he sacrifices himself for one like Hail Mary powerful right, blast right. To, yeah. to save the day. Yeah. Um, turns out not so much. The energy like coalesces it, like he's his energy uh, like re reconstitutes like he, he doesn't just like dissipate into nothing like. And so he figured out, oh, I just need to have more containment suits and then he'll eventually find his <laughs> oh, way back home. No, not bad. <laughs> All right. So yeah. I would not be surprised if like he's just got spares on the on the Legion cruiser. Okay. For this for this very purpose. Well, Dream Girl's like, we did it. We held him off. Even though like Dark Side is like, I just kicked the shit out of some of your friends and I'm gonna leave because I feel like it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like I don't yeah, no, yeah. I'm done. We're done. Timberwolf is not having it, and Dream Girl is like, Don't sweat it. We've got this baby I don't know anything about. Yeah, That's our plan. The baby. <laughs> I want I want to see the at, baby. At this point, the baby has done nothing i might no it's just a baby i mean it's just a baby the baby baby. was just the baby was just summoned out of it was just born out of a mystical vagina so we moved to part four number 293 which has a super iconic cover that i totally recognized oh yeah with the letters yeah the big block letters the team is very confident in taking the fight to the servants at this point and not for a good reason either and big bad even though they just got their asses kicked and they don't know where the bad guys are hiding, but they're like, we got to go get them. That's it. Like, I'm, I'm tired of getting my ass kicked. Let's go get them for a change. Light Lass is the only one that does not look hot in her bikini, I might add. It's a very grandma. It's a onesie swimsuit. It's not a bikini. And it is a costume. And her is terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, she's got, this, she's got this really ugly bob. So bad. It, it, yeah, it's, it's not good. White Witch at this point reveals she's not even a real witch. That's just what her sister calls her at which like what I mean she is a she is a sorceress no but she like, even says I am in training I'm not even a real sorceress I'm an apprentice at this point no well yes, yes she's in tra- right but she is in training like everybody she's got, Joe I'm just she's saying, got magical abilities I'm just saying not, everybody else has a job even if they suck at it <laughs> right? no it's true and like a uh, white wit white witch is the legion's first mystical member uh well she becomes a member spoilers at the end of the story right um yeah so she's the she is the basically the legion's zatanna except her powers are very specific and also she can only uh she can only prepare a handful at a time so kind of like spell slots in D &D. right so she's got to like prep or like she can't just cast off spells willy-nilly she's got to she's got to think about what she's going to need sure prep them in advance and if she doesn't have it ready well sorry yeah we'll get to that Ultra Boy goes back to the planet. I mean, until she needs to, you know. Right. Ultra Boy at this point goes back to the planet where Shady and Monel met the tanks in the prologue, starts to figure it out, and then he gets jumped by the dark by the dark servants. Superboy is back at this point, and he bumps into Duo Damsel. It's just uh, yes, they 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 have new holographic technology Ugh. for communicating, and she appears before him like a force ghost. Right. Chameleon Boy is in prison. He seems to be beating himself up. He's finding a bunch of other what looks to be Chameleon Boys at this point. They don't really explain. Like, I, right. I believe that they're inmates. They might just be other Durlin inmates. I, he, oh, I mean, okay, but they're but all... They all like they look exactly the same. Right. Like, no, no effort is no effort is made to explain it or differentiate them. But he does tell them to leave him alone. Right. Like, it, it looks like a, it's a brawl in the, in the yard, and he's, like, defending himself. Like, I thought maybe he could 
duplicate himself? No, nope. I think there are other inmates. But they all just happen to be Durlins that look exactly like him. Um, yeah. Okay. Because this is prior to them revealing that Durlins look like Zoidberg. So we've already talked about his dad and all that stuff, so I'm not going to worry yep, about RJ it. Yep, RJ Brand shows up. Big yep. Bad shows up on Daxum, where Monel was from. Well, yeah. I, you told me about his connection from Krypton. We already know about Daxum. Now, this is really, really bad when he shows up there. And then we get a yeah. shot of Karate Kid and Princess Projectra. They show up, and Karate Kid is in yellow PJs. They have retired. They're living on Orando, which I can't yeah. read as anything but Orlando. I get it. It's, I understand completely, yeah. Uh, Orando, Orando is also very futile, like Game of Thrones. Yeah, so like trial by combat and knights and dragons and shit. Gotcha. And, and, and so like she was going to inherit the throne uh, because her dad died or her mom died, somebody died. And she was challenged. Uh, her her right to rule was challenged by uh, a cousin or something. And um, they had to like kick his ass. And now she's the queen. Right. So and they are two other legionnaires who think their powers kind of suck. And they even go out. So well, far. now his power definitely does not suck. He knows all the martial arts. Well, oh, what's he going to uh, do with martial arts against dark side? OK, but also, can we can <laughs> we talk on. about how he is playing? Um, he is playing virtual space invaders yes. and he is physically punching the aliens with his fists. Yes. I would also like to mention that their plan is to find the bad guy and then run. <laughs> they say that out loud. They, well, that's uh, that's uh, like, uh, that's col that's colossal boy and, and shrinking violet. So oh. we are looking at two different characters now. Pardon me. Yes, and, but yeah, like he like they're just trying to find him and then call for help. Yeah, like, they're like just it, get the it's hell not out like they're not gonna. It's like it's like the police, man. It's like don't engage, call for backup. Right. Like we're we're gonna find the perp. They know. call for backup. Yeah, our powers are because stupid. They know we got my, no business being uh, my there. ability to shrink and your ability to grow are probably not going to do much help. Right on the ship with Team Dream Girl, the baby is growing crazy fast, doesn't cry, and when no one's looking, orange energy comes out of his eyes. Yeah, something's up. Big Bad takes over Daxum and mentions that he is the Omega of their existence, and that's when I was like, okay, this is totally Dark Side. No question. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they have been, they have been peppering the story with clues, uh, right. uh, especially the Orion hints. Yeah. Uh, there's a uh, obviously a character that looks like Calabac, but uh, now we're starting to say to see oh, oh okay, this is a character that existed prior to this. But again, for 1982 audiences, like even right. the even saying it the Omega of our it the was, Omega of your existence like might not have been a big that wasn't play. a big thing. Got it. Yeah. So to us though, to, to us though, it's like oh okay. Meanwhile, Dawnstar and Wildfire are flying through space on their way to oh, Daxum. Wait. Real quick, uh, like just in a display of vast power, Darkseid um, causes Daxum and Apocalypse to switch places. He just like teleports two planets at the same time. Okay. No, I've so got that, I have a note uh, on so this. That, uh, I have a note on this. Daxum, in just a Daxum is under uh, well, the yellow on. sun. Hold on. Yeah. I have a note on this in just a minute because I could oh. not tell what the hell happened there at all. I mean, it says it right here. I'm going to move your world from beneath your cold red sun and switch it with my world, okay. which is under the yellow star. All right. He says it right here. That makes sense. So, meanwhile, Dawnstar and Wildfire are flying through space on their way to Daxum and they're fighting about him protecting her and throwing her around. And she tells him, I don't need your damn protection. When they get there, Daxum is all jacked up. It has switched places with old apocalypse. It is now under a yellow star. So all the Daxamites have powers. Darkseid has 
taking control of their brains. And Dawnstar yeah. immediate Dawnstar, who doesn't need anyone's protection, immediately gets captured. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> so I mean, they they think they're flying to Daxum, but they arrive on Apocalypse right. because they don't know that the planets have switched. Yes, uh, and then she is get she is snatched through a a a, a plink tube by one of the dark. Yeah, like instantly grabs her by the hair, just like shut up, <laughs> yanks her right through there. Yep. <laughs> So at this point, all the Daxamites are as strong as Monel. There's three billion of them. One and also now brainwashed into being evil. Right. And one seems to be dressed up like Thor for some reason. Yeah, they, they've got wild fashion on Daxamite. Yeah, it was crazy. Superboy is beating up his clone. Element Lad shows up at this point, And then. Oh, shit. That guy does look exactly like Thor. Yeah. Like not even, not even similar to Thor. Like no, exactly there is like a guy Thor. that is wearing Thor's costume. That's a fun little. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I said just to keep giving him fun. Nobody else in Daxum is doing that. It's not like there's a cyclops. No, but they are. But they are also. But they are all wearing equally ridiculous outfits. Everyone in Daxum is wearing the woman. uh, The woman hovering directly above, not Thor, who is wearing a puffy sleeved vest that's completely open. Uh, revealing her bare breasts yes. with two gold circles covering her nipples. Yes. There are three billion of like, them. This is They're the comic book for 19... For all wearing super children. Yeah, right. Superboy is beating up his clone. Element Lad shows up at this point and makes gold kryptonite that takes dark super clones' powers away forever, which yes. I said at this point... Why didn't he just do that in the first place? Now, they, remember, yes, they, they've only just recently learned that it is a clone of Superman. Right. But there will be something that happens in a moment that he should have figured out after this worked. OK. All right. Well, let's find out. Darkseid sends the Daxamites out to conquer the universe and they are into it, man. Also, he finally reveals himself as Darkseid. Ah! Uh, cliffhanger for the finale. But, oh, also in, an, in a ridiculous uh in a very, very ridiculous uh, plot twist, um, Darkseid has used the Daxamites to reshape their own planet. Oh, yeah. Into the shape of Darkseid's head. Yeah. He's so like, now the planet Daxam looks like Darkseid's head. They beat it. They beat up Daxamite until it looks like Yeah, Darkseid's like they head. use their heat vision and their fists to like terraform the planet yeah. until it's liter- like literally the shape of Darkseid's weird, weird ass <laughs> helmet head. I love it. Yeah. It, it's so it's so cheesy. It is awesome. So we move to the finale, part five, finally. Number 294, Darkseid has swapped places with Daxum, and it is now New Apocalypse. Brainiac makes a comment that threw me, where, like, they didn't know any about anything about any of this. He says, if yeah. Apocalypse is real, not just a 20th century legend. Now, yeah. they hang with Superboy from the 20th century. They How hang do- with Superboy, not Superman. So, so Superboy, Superboy doesn't necessarily know Darkseid. But Monel does. That's because Monel was awake and alive in the Phantom Zone. And if you are in the Phantom Zone, you can see shit going down on Earth. So isn't that the like kind the of Phantom thing? The Phantom Zone criminals can watch Earth. So isn't that the kind of thing that Monel should have, like, I don't know, mentioned? Like, hey. Monel's been in a coma since he found out that that was Darkseid. He's running around f- just fine, right? But I'm just saying, like, isn't that the like, kind of right thing? Like, right now he's fine. But remember, prior to this, Monel was in a coma. Like, he got he got the whammy put on him. I get he it. He got punched so hard his outfit came off. Before he's that. Been in a coma. Before that, Monel shows up. Hey, he didn't know it was dark side. I would like to join the Legion. Okay, great. What, uh, what can you tell us? Oh, you know, I lived in the 20th century for a while. What was that like? Oh, it was crazy. 
By the way, there was the most powerful bad guy that ever existed then. I remember him. It was terrifying. Okay, but know, like, again, <laughs> at this point, like this is this is not what Darkseid was at this time. All right, all right, all right. Whatever. In, in, in like in in comic book industry history, Darkseid is not you know, the, he's not the same character we know today. Like there, that's like saying, "Oh man, what you've traveled from a thousand years in the few, in the past. What do you have to tell us?" Oh well, there was this outlaw. His name was Billy the Kid. He was real bad news. You know, it's like, mm, yeah, Billy no, why would you? Never threatened or, the whole universe, or, Joe. Like Hitler. Like, have you guys heard about Hitler? <laughs> Hitler I gotta tell you about Hitler. Never threatened like, the whole universe. I understand, but also. I don't know that Darkseid necessarily did either up to this point. All right. That, like he fought, he fought the new gods. I'm he fought Orion. You know, like I, like, I think like he tried to take over the earth a bunch, but like, I don't, I don't, he was not like this, like, Oh no, he's brought us to the brink of extinction. Like okay. that's not, that's not the dark side we're working with here. I, I'm willing to let it go, but it was kind of, I like, really hope so. Cause I, I'm tired of talking about I it. I did not understand why they didn't Con like, context is everything with this story. Put out everything you know about the modern dark side. Just put it gotcha. out of your mind. The Legion puts out another general alarm at this point. It seems to be different from the first one. It's it's double general. Because, it's double gen <laughs> a general, double general, general alarm. alarm. Yes, this the general general alarm. The League of Substitute Heroes, and it also reaches out to Supergirl. So not only did they go for this bunch of losers that uh, kind of suck at their job, but they're like, eh. I guess we should call Supergirl too. <laughs> no, that's not that. Like Supergirl resigned. She's no longer a member of the Legion. Like she's just she's not on the team. And uh, like so this isn't this is an alarm where it's like all hands on deck. Um because it's not just the Legionnaires. It's they also summon uh, heroes from other planets, you know, uh, Evolvo uh, like, Lad, for example. Yeah, the heroes, of, the heroes of <laughs> the heroes of the heroes Lallor. of, of Lalor are contemporaries. The, they, but they are not. They are from a planet that is not part of the United Planets. They, so they just they just deal with their own little planet. Life Lass um, is there. And there's also a group called the Wanderers, which you know, like are like it doesn't matter. Like they're just other characters that exist. Right. Duplicate Boy and Dev M are part of the Wanderers. Now my question is: the further you get away from the Legion. Does your name just get worse? Is that part of the deal? Like Evolvo? Uh, I mean, yeah, Evolvo Lad, Life Last, duplicate. So it's Duplicate Boy, right? It's Duplicate Boy who right. I think has the ability to duplicate uh, powers. There's Gas Girl who, you know, like who farts a lot. She's like a vapor from the Uvas. Um, Dev M is a character who is actually a Kryptonian refugee from the past. Uh, he, um, oh he uh, 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 what was the story? I have it called up here. Hold on. Dev M is a Kryptonian juvenile delinquent that attacked Superboy. And uh, after being thwarted by Superboy, he uh, retreated to the 30th century where he became the uh, an occasional ally to the Legion of Superheroes. I'm not sure how he survived the explosion of Krypton. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Wave <But> it away. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Post-crisis, when they... They made Superman the only Kryptonian uh, for a while. They, they made Dev M a Daxamite. So they so. called these guys, and they all show up, and the story, like, Paul Levitz goes out of his way to talk about how bad these guys suck at what they're doing. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, they. I mean, they show up, and they're fighting as hard as they can, but it's just like, oh, man, 
They're terrible at their jobs. <laughs> no, wait, they're not terrible, Matt. No, that's not what they're saying. They're saying, like, look, they are outclassed. They are fighting uh, three billion Supermans. I get so it. it they, just, like, it doesn't I'm make sorry. them look good. That's all I'm saying. Color, color kid is not going to stand a chance against the Dexamite. No, it's so just, why call him? <laughs> that's my next question. I don't know, man. They're heroes. That's what heroes do. Meanwhile, Block and Lightlass are with the rapidly aging kid, and they're complaining that the kid doesn't do anything. <laughs> One of the yeah. dark slaves comes to their ship and wants the kid but Sunboy shoots him and like all of a sudden Sunboy is just like get out of here and knocks the guy away no problem Prison. I mean he's not all the way out of the portal yet he's uh, right. so Sunboy gets the drop on him and pushes him back to the portal one Daxamite is on the prison planet and he's looking for Chameleon Boy, but he is also so bad at his job that his X-ray vision is out of control and he's just looking through everything so he can't see. Oh yeah, well he's Boy. a little kid. Like this is something I thought was really fun because this is a little kid. This Daxamite is a child, uh, but he's brainwashed by Darkseid so he's right. still super evil and he can't control his powers. So he doesn't understand how to focus his X-ray vision so that he's not just looking through everything. So they're kind of demonstrating that they're sort of like zombies. Well, I mean, they speak and move, but they are brain. They, well, like, but they even, are serving the will of dark. Even Paul Levitt says, "Like, oh, they 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 move without you know order, and they only murmur dark side." That's like the only thing they're saying. That's not what they say. And this kid speaks in full sentences, so oh. no, whatever you're reading is not accurate. Most do not speak as they trample lives and destroy. But that doesn't mean they can't speak. Most do not speak because they, they trample speak. lives and destroy riches. And those that do simply mutter a single word over and over under their breath. Dark side. Yeah, but obviously that's not like the only thing that they can say because this kid talks in full sentences. Well, I, I uh, took it as like trash talking chameleon boy. Kind of zombies. But chameleon boy knows judo. And he throws the Daxamite through Karate a wall. Kid taught him judo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To a cell where Validus is being held, and I totally recognize this purple guy with the brain in the aquarium helmet. Validus is important. I don't know uh, why I recognize uh, him. Validus is a member of the Fatal Five. He's, uh, okay. you, you would have seen him in, in lots of things. Um, he has fought Superman in the 20th century before. He, uh, like, yeah, he's a member of the Fatal Five. He is a, he's basically a mindless Hulk that is, you know, 30, 40 feet tall. He's got a lightning brain that you can see through a glass dome. Like, yeah, he's he's a monster. Is Validus going to kill an innocent kid now? Um, we never find out. Okay, so we can just assume. Uh, you know what? I honestly don't know if Validus is strong enough to defeat a brainwashed Superman. So we'll okay, I, I, it, it, maybe he does. That's left to our imagination. Yeah, because like that, they say he says, "Oh, we can't get out of that cell." So even if let's say, all right, wears off. And nobody knows that that kid is in there with Valdez. <laughs> like, that kid's dead. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, like, uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Like, really, the second, just uh, killed a kid. <laughs> because, uh, like, uh, there's a moment later, like, uh, uh, spoilers, the Legion wins. Uh, but there's a, there, it is addressed that the Daxamites wake up and they're like, oh, shit, what did we do? Uh, like, they woke up from a bender, yeah. right? And, so when that kid and, wakes uh, up, he's just like, ah! no, that. <laughs> That kid wakes up. If that kid survives the fight with Validus, even if if, if Validus is just like knocked out and not, well, he's not dead because Validus is a, a classic Legion villain that comes back a thousand times. Right. Um, if that kid is still in the cell when he snaps out of it, he's dead. He is dead meat. <laughs> uh, and it's like in Chameleon Boy's defense, Chameleon Boy just passes out. Like he doesn't even have a chance to like save that kid. He's sure. just like, Ugh. no, but I'm just saying dead kid. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that kid is that kid is probably dead. I think. So we let's, go back let's, to let's make that assumption. We go back to Team Dream Girl, where White Witch wakes up, and Saturn Girl wants her to duplicate Darkseid's space warp. That's a thing she does. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you know all that stuff I said about spell slots and preparation and stuff. Uh huh. Um, Forget it. <laughs> well, they really needed her. Too, yeah, you know? and she goes, uh, I kind of suck at this, but. Okay, and she transports the ships. Colossal Boy and Shrinking Violet are teamed up because, of course, they are. They fight evil servant. Uh, they fight evil dark servant woman, and Shrinking Violet gets really small, goes into her head, and gives her a stroke. She actually does give her a stroke in her brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you could have just put something in there, but instead she curls up in a ball and she's like, Ugh. <laughs> holds her breath. But you know what? Stroke. That's hey, I it, thought it was kind of cool. Uh, Grant Morrison's Rock of Ages, the atom, he flies into Zark, Dark Side's brain and shuts yeah. him off. Yeah. Like it's like that's what you do. Meanwhile, everyone is fighting on Daxum and Wildfire. Totally fat shames Bouncing Boy on page twenty. Yeah, you know, as we, as established, Wildfire he a is a jerk. Shady yeah. and Lightlass go to save the kid, and they find him meditating. And the guards around him are unconscious. Mm. But we I don't, don't know why know the guards why. are unconscious. It's not really important. Element Whatever. Lad, who can do anything, apparently change element element lad transmutes elements so he can turn lead into gold you know or whatever so here's my point here he knows yeah. that their friend who is a daxamite had a yes. problem with lead he's very well aware of that right and he waits until this point where they're almost completely fucked and he doesn't even come up with the idea brainiac tells him to change the atmosphere to one part per million lead and he goes Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm of two minds of this scene. Um, it looks like if you read the dialogue, it seems like uh, they purposefully waited. They were trying to attract as many Daxamites to their vicinity as they could before okay. they pulled the trigger on that spot. I'll buy that Brainiac purposely waited for this. Yeah, Brainiac, we've attract, it says we've attracted as much attention as we can without getting someone killed. It's and time. Brainiac says... Change the atmosphere to one part per million lead. And he one goes, par, One part lead per thousand. Yeah. And he goes, Okay. Like, Element Lad has no idea what his powers do, why they work. He just sits around and waits to be commanded, basically. It, well, I mean, he knows how to do it. Like, look, that's Brainiac's job. Brainiac's job is to be the genius. I like, get don't it. overthink And don't Element overthink. Lad is an idiot. <laughs> Element Lad's not an idiot. Why like, wasn't he, he just he, shooting everybody with lead then when it was a problem? Uh, um, well, I mean, look, man. I couldn't, I couldn't tell Chameleon you. Chameleon Boy murdered a kid earlier, so we know that's on the table. <laughs> just it's saying. not on the table. The Legion doesn't kill. It's a big deal. Uh -huh. so whatever. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, they changed uh, it. So now, um, this is a specific point. Not the planets, but the population gets swapped back to where they belong. So all of the Daxamites are transported back to where Daxam should be. Why? Uh, which is under the red sun. Because I couldn't so figure that, that out. Why? Be so that they lose their powers. No, but we see that, I'm saying, we see Element Lad add lead to the atmosphere, and they lose their powers at that point. They We How see Element Lad... Okay, but Element Lad can't transmute the entire atmosphere of a planet. He's just Who? doing it in that area, which is why they say we've attracted as much attention as we right. can. How do they get back to the other place? Um, These wavy hands right here that, that, are, <laughs> that are doing it. Whose wavy hands are those? Well... Do you want me to tell you or do you want to let the story? Tell I you? honestly don't know. 
Like it's the guy that shows up at the end to save the day. Oh, I, I you did didn't not, get that. I like, thought maybe it was White Witch because it, when White Witch does the thing to the ships, her, oh, wait. she has wavy hands there too. Wait, 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 hold on. I don't think this is who you think it is. I could not figure it out. Oh, okay. You know what? Uh, all right. It is him, but here's what it says. Uh, suddenly the stars above seem to wink out of existence. Space shutters torn by a spell far too powerful for any mere mortal to wield. That's White Witch, mere mortal. Hands that are the White Witch's, yet not hers, seem to wax gigantic <laughs> and, and fold Daxum and Apocalypse as well. Oh, they name they actually name drop Apocalypse. Here. Yeah. Um, and as reality warps between them, they undo Darkseid's transferal, but not all of it. For even though she wields power, not her own, the witch can merely switch the people from world to world, not the worlds as well. So the planets are still in the wrong places, but they put the people back under the red sun so they're right. no longer Superman. Yeah, I just didn't so get who I, was I doing believe, it. Like, I believe in this moment uh, that the white witch... It has been hijacked by this. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, Timberwolf is fighting so hard. His oh, clothes wait, get real torn quick. off. Uh, hold on. Uh, here is the scene that we've referenced several times where Darkseid is just like fucking with the Legion. Like, your your severed arm that you regrew is now turned to dust. Oh, I've got you, that. No, I've got that coming up. Let me let me get oh, there. Let me the, get but there. it's literally like the next panel. Yeah, but, okay. but I have some other things I just want to throw in first. Oh, all right. Timberwolf gets knocked out of his clothes. He's fighting so hard. That seems to be a repeating thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> these guys get tore up. The White Witch stops complaining, does some more magic. Whatever it was, Darkseid hated it and decided to personally mess with the Legion rather yes. than having his minions punch them like he has been the whole time. He right. takes Lightning Lad's arm. He makes Wildfire wildfire dissipate he makes duplicate girls other body die he makes bouncing boys stop bouncing or like deflate yeah or whatever. yeah he turns a uh, dream girl into a monster and an the ugly best monster. part is like the worst thing you can do to dream girl make her super ugly <laughs> it's true um, oh, and ultra boy gets eaten by a monster <laughs> all right ah, so all right oh but here's the here's the robot leg thing with timberwolf that you um yes he takes timberwolf's um, humanity and he's yes, got a robot because, leg because Tim, remember, Timberwolf thought he was a robot. Thought he was an android. Okay, and then he learned he was human, and so his nightmare is that like, nope, sorry, you are, you actually are not human. Um, so Ultra Boy is swallowed by uh, a monster. Right. Um, another word for this particular monster is um, an energy whale. <laughs> so. <laughs> Super, uh, not uh, not Superboy, Ultra Boy. Uh, Ultra Boy. Points for um, not just going to space whale. I guess. No, no, it's like a, I believe it's called an energy whale. Okay. So Ultra Boy, Ultra Boy's origin um, is that he was flying around in his little space cruiser somewhere out there, uh, just like a teen uh, out on a joyride or whatever, where he um, ran across us an energy whale, and the energy whale swallowed him whole, swallowed the cruiser and everything, swallowed him whole. Oh, and his name is. Joe, no. There it is. You did it. Uh, cool. uh, yes. Uh, Ultra Boy's name is Jonah. All right. I don't want to talk uh, about like this the biblical. Anymore. But uh, <laughs> the, the, re the reason uh, the reason why Ultra Boy got his powers is that in the Silver Age they said, oh yeah, because he was in the belly of this energy whale and it did something to him. Uh, in the modern day, his post-crisis origin is that. Uh, the only way he survived being in the belly of that energy whale was by carving its flesh and eating it raw while he lived inside of its gullet. Oh, 
God. So he he ate chunks of the of the energy whale, and it's what made him into okay. Anyway, yeah, Jonah. Right. Like the biblical Jonah, get it? And then there's this really weird splash page that yes. kind of looks like Michelangelo's creation of Adam with yeah. Dark Side reaching out to Shadow Lass. And yeah. somebody, yeah. the one of the dark servants is shooting light lass, who is like the angel. That's fine. I don't get this at all. <laughs> I don't really either. It's uh, Keith Givens just flexing here at this point because yeah. Shadow Lass really has nothing to do with no other than like he used her ancestor to to be I, one of his servants. I guess. And Dark Side's like, here's the deal. I I you know what? I'm feeling nice. I'm gonna let you go, Shadow Lass. Just give me the kid. And she's like, no, and puts up some darkness. And he's like, do you really think that's going to work? All I, I deal in darkness. And she's like, ah, it's all I got. We'll see what happens. And then out of nowhere, tick, 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 a mother box, literally out of nowhere. And Orion and the High Father show up. The High Father was a kid all along. Yeah, Deus the ex kid. machina. The High Father, <laughs> yeah, the kid was High Father Reborn, summoned into existence by the sorcerers on Sorcerer's World in the hour of the universe's great need, blah, blah, blah. High Father leaves Orion to beat up Darkseid. Is Orion- oh, so it's, all, it's also very important that he has uh, transformed Orion's, uh, Darkseid's um, Dark Golem yeah. back into- The clone a, an, back turns to actual into Orion. Orion. Yeah. And that at that point, I was like, oh, duh. <laughs> like, yeah, right, I mean. yeah, like it all clicks, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's even there's even an editor's note here that says anybody that doesn't know the story of the 20th century war of the new gods against Darkseid's apocalypse, uh, trust us, it's too complicated to explain. Yeah, I totally agree. Can Orion just beat up Darkseid? Is that a thing? Uh, I mean, not like uh, like he can try. Uh, well, like Orion, Orion is very powerful. He wields the astral force. He does very way more than try here. He kind of he kicks is the son, he is the son of Darkseid, and yeah, I mean he can hold his own for a while, but like. Yeah, like ultimately, no, Orion is not going to be able to beat Darkseid because Darkseid's like swapping planets and, okay. you know. Yeah, because like, I was kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, uh, but- like this is this is certainly a, a, a fight and uh, it's certainly, you know, Darkseid's going to know he was in a fight, you know, it's that sort of thing. Right. So Orion thinks he beat up Darkseid, but guess what? He didn't. Darkseid brags about nah. it for a minute and then Superboy and Supergirl both show up and they punch Darkseid in the face. Supergirl yeah. beats up Darkseid. She thinks well, she won. Well, she punches him a couple times. But she didn't. He brags yeah. about it again. And then the Legion show up, but they've all been powered up by High Father's whatever for the source force. We'll the sort by the, by the source. Yeah. Okay. And we find out at this point, conveniently enough, Darkseid's power has been running out the whole time. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> I don't understand. So, I mean... <laughs> because he's in the wrong time? Is that it? No, like... Okay, so... Even though Darkseid is uh, still vastly powerful in this story, um, he is still, like, in the process of getting his groove back. Like, this is uh, this is Darkseid trying to be fully reborn in this era. So did he and use too much of his power when he was like, it's like uh, they, they either, they or? either, use, he either used too much of his power or they slowed his momentum or high father did something and tapped into the sword. Like for whatever reason, like his resurrection uh, and restoration is now halted and he is growing weaker and dark side is like, All well, right. fuck. And then he nopes out of there. So at this point, dark side um, totally gives up. 
but yeah, he, he just he just bails. He he, he brags that they're not going to forget about him, and his darkness will grow inside of them. Fart, he's out. <laughs> yeah, he basically he curses them. Yeah. Um, but oh, you know what? Real quick, fun fact before we move on too far, because this is kind of the last time it matters. Superboy and Supergirl were both legionnaires at different points, but they're also from different time periods because Superboy did not know he had a surviving cousin until he was a grown man. Oh, he's very comfortable with her here. Yes. Uh, and that's, uh, like so there's a reason. Not an that, issue. <laughs> like, there's, a, there's a reason for that it, because of like time travel and future knowledge and the whole deal is that every time Superboy goes back to the past, he does a mind wipe. Like something happens where he removes all the... F- <laughs> Like he remembers his friends, but like he doesn't like, like well, I'm home and he takes the men in black thing and goes and just yeah, like, like so you know what? And hey, there's your no prize explanation for why he doesn't know what a future fire truck okay. is. Okay, all right, I'll buy it. Yeah. So we move to epilogue one. They give White Witch a hollow plate, and this makes yep. her a member officially. Yep. She's been inducted into the Legion. Okay. Light Lass at this point wants to quit and wants Timberwolf to come with her. Yes. Supergirl is headed home, but we learn her and Brainiac were a thing. Brainiac 5 and Supergirl always had kind of like an unrequited romance. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, like it was a thing. It was a big thing. Uh, Brainiac 5 was in love with Supergirl, and it, like it just never, it was like Starcross lovers. It never happened. Starcross lovers is just not the right no. application of that term. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like it was unrequited love, post crisis or post zero hour, rather. Um, this is pre crisis Supergirl that dies, right? This is pre-crisis Supergirl that dies okay. in Crisis on Infinite Earths number seven. And there is a, in the final scene of that issue where they are doing Supergirl's funeral, there is a scene where Brainiac 5 is there and he is just wrecked. Uh, and if you don't know anything about that, you're just like, oh, that's sad. But you're like, no, he's sad. I have read Crisis the, and I remember that yeah. and I was just like, hmm. The, the, woman he loved, <laughs> the woman he loved and never got to be with was tragically murdered. Oh. In post-Zero Hour, when they rebooted the Legion, they created a character called Andromeda, who was essentially a a replacement version for Supergirl who no longer existed. And she had a whole thing with the, okay. They, they kind of tried to like get back to that. I, I remember woman. this uh, yeah. now. Okay. So real dumb question and just give me the short version. It can be yes or no. This yeah. is not the same evil Brainiac that Superman fights. This is Brainiac five. And the Brainiac that Superman fights is Brainiac one. Oh, he's just Brainiac. Gotcha. He's Brainiac. Yeah. Okay. No, Brainiac five is the descendant of Brainiac. Uh, Brainiac two which is not what it goes by, but Brainiac Two is Quarrelled. Is uh, <laughs> Bra- Brainiac Two is is the guy that leads the Legion, like L period, E period in the eighties. Oh, like, okay, all right. He's the green blonde guy. Yeah, he's, and he had like the thing on his head. Well, no, he just has blonde hair, like Brainiac Five. He's oh. just yeah. Okay, regardless. Brainiac Brainiac One is the guy that had the thing, the circuitry thing. Gotcha. On his head. Um, but yeah, no, Brainiac Five is a descendant of Brainiac, and um, there is a second epilogue that was not part of this group. It is a Legion of Superheroes Annual Number Three. Yes, and you read this. I uh, started reading it and went, oh, "Whoa!" There and was, you were like, we were, "Stop!" <laughs> we were a little, we were a little out of whack, uh, order-wise, for a brief moment. But the epilogue, and again, there is a big lead story. Uh, this story came two years later, 1984. Saturn Girl is having a baby. She's having Lightning Lad's baby. Dr. Jimmel's 
there being a big old douchebag about it. A really shitty, silly Legion villain called Starfinger tries to like make us big return and lightning is like, no. Starfinger. Uh, Starfinger, yeah. <laughs> and uh, his costume, you want to talk about silly outfits. He wear he looks like the Michelin man with a red black manta helmet with bug eyes on oh, it. With wow. eyes on it. <laughs> um but yeah like lighting lads like no he's like he's playing possum and t- immediately takes this guy down. Um and so yeah it's it's uh there's a lot of stuff going on. None of it really matters except for the birth. Uh Mordru is missing. That's not great. But that's all you know that's tomorrow's problem. Sure. Um today's problem is that lightning lad and Saturn Girl's son is born. The thing about lightning lad is that he's from a planet where the overwhelming majority of uh, births are twin births. It's very, very rare for a baby to be born on his home planet as a single. And their older brother, who became a villain, he he was born solo. He has no twin, and it kind of, like, messed him up, and he became a member of the Legion of Supervillains. Good Lord. There, there, anyway. There's a lot going to unpack there. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, so, like, they just kind of, they were just like, we think, like, it's probably a pretty good chance that Saturn Girl's going to have twins. But because of story reasons, because we can't have that uh, in this very far future time, they refused any knowledge of, like, the baby's sex, whether or not there was more than one baby, even though that's just something you need to know for medical reasons. Nah. Uh, yeah. And Dr. Jim was like, whatever. I cash my check all the same. And uh, the baby is born as just one. It's just one baby. And they're like, oh, well, that's weird. And at the very end of the story, Lightning, or uh, pardon me, Saturn Girl says, uh, it's just the weirdest thing. We There's only one baby, but I could have sworn that right before the baby was born, I was picking up uh, two, two thought patterns. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Dramatic sound, and that takes us to the epilogue. Short version. Come on. Draw, is, is, this isn't the, this isn't the short version. This is a big deal. It's germane to the story. Oh boy! It takes us to the epilogue, which is drawn by Keith Giffen. The uh, original story was drawn by Kurt Swan, the legendary Kurt Swan who co-created the Legion. Uh, this story is drawn by Keith Giffen, uh, and it is revealed that the second baby was stolen at the moment of birth. In front Somehow. of him. Somehow, I, magic, I don't know. Portal, I don't know. <laughs> I would think when it's something's coming out of your vagina. <laughs> Look, man, I, I don't know. That's it's the dark kind of side, thing okay? you notice. <laughs> he can he can teleport whole planets. What do I know? Um, but anyway, snatched at birth. Um, and that seems, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> this, uh, so it's the baby was stolen. And Darkseid's talking about his revenge and blah, blah, blah. And I will you will be my greatest weapon, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to send you back to the past so that when you grow up, you will meet your parents as full grown before you have even been born. And then he calls the baby Validus. So Validus from the fatal five, Eh, whatever is the son of lightning lad and Saturn girl stolen by dark side and turned into a weapon to use against them. And the last page is thus my curse is fulfilled. And there's a reprint of his curse from the last chapter. Of Only the Validus is in prison and they caught him. So, you know, it wasn't that bad. Yes. But Validus uh, again, like Mordru, like the time trapper Validus is very strong and scary. Like right, it's a right, big right. deal. Yes. He was in prison because they're heroes and that's what they do. They win. Okay. Let's get to uh, my takeaways. Real quick here. Your takeaways. I can't wait. So, my takeaways from this story. Most of the Legion are jerks. They hate each other and regularly sleep with one another. The only nice one, 
seems to be block. <laughs> agree or disagree? Yeah, I don't want the whole thing. Just agree or disagree based on what I read. I mean, yeah. If you were if you were reading this as somebody who has never read Legion before or very very little, yeah, like they don't always get along. In fact, more often than not, they're at each other's throats. Yeah, some of them are act. Some of them are like actual dickheads, like Wildfire. Um, and there's a lot of romance going on, oh, which yeah. is again, it's like teens at summer camp, baby. You know, they're like left to their own devices. Oof. They're acting like adults, and yeah, they shack up doing it. So uh, again, and also although, we don't really know how old they are. It's kind no of no one is gay. No gay people in the future. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know what? That's actually a really interesting thing. Like they do, they do um, make efforts, uh, obviously later on to to, right. to rectify right. that. But um, Siobhan Aaron who is the uh, science police liaison to the Legion, who was first introduced in the annual number one in the lead story. Not first introduced, but she became the Legion liaison. Many, many years later, in the five years later era of the Legion. Yeah, I read that. I actually uh, like that. It is revealed that Siobhan Aaron is actually a man. She a tra- Like the future equivalent of a trans man. Oh, wow. Who, who like did something to like make himself look like a woman. And uh, at this point, like they are, he is fully in love with element lad. They've been together for years. And at the end of it, like element lad s- decides to stay with him. So there you go. There's like mm, element. Still lad not a gay Sean relationship, Aaron. but whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is and it isn't. And, and then also it's like weird about trans, like uh, trans, like gender politics. It's, it's strange. It, like we, it's a comic book. Like their, their, hearts the, their hearts are in the, their hearts are in the right, in the place. right place. Next but takeaway, yeah, it's, yeah, like it's a weird thing. Next takeaway: some of the Legion have kid names, others just have weird names, but none have particularly good names. Maybe Timberwolf, but again, he's a jerk. Also, Wildfire is a good name. Eh, it's fine. Keith, it's a good name. Here's another one: Keith Giffen had to legit make Darkseid look different so as not to give away he was a bad guy, and even then, <laughs> like it was still pretty easy to figure out. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it took you several chapters, and it that did. was with it being a very famous storyline. Yeah. So, um, Question. Where did the baby come from? We know a portal opened up, kicked him out. We never really learned why. And I would argue the sorcerers didn't know what they were doing either. It just sort of happened. Uh, uh, let's just say he was summoned from the source. We like also, it's, it's just High Father Reborn. Okay. I and wanna, they even say that like it's high, like he's just a shade. He's a shade of what I once was. I'm only here temporarily. You know, I'm just like, I, I'm just uh, like, I'm not fully reborn. I'm just here to do this. So thing. we both agree that without this Deus Ex Machina, the Legion loses fight really bad. And they couldn't yeah. figure out any other way to do it other than this. I mean, you know, I mean they, sure. Okay. Everyone likes Superboy. You say that like that's not the case with lots of other comics. I'm, not, I'm just but, saying okay. based what I read here. Here's a yeah. statement. Everyone likes Superboy more than Supergirl, except Brainiac. That's I don't know where you're getting that. Nobody treats Supergirl poorly in this. I'm comic. just saying the first time we saw Supergirl, she was called with the Legion of Substitute Heroes. She wasn't called with the Legion of Substitute Heroes. The Legion of Substitute Heroes was called, and she also received the uh, the there was, general alarm. There was a previous general alarm where they called people that were apparently good at their job <laughs> to come do uh, stuff. But uh, uh, listen, <laughs> I, you're it's a coincidence. You're reading too much into it. Supergirl is a val- was a valued member of the Legion, but she chose to resign. She wasn't even a reservist or a retiree. She's like, no, I'm out. I'm, I'm going back to my life in the 20th century. Okay, and 
So yeah, no, like th- this was like they didn't want to bother. We, we've got to call people. We've got to call people that we normally wouldn't call, and that included Supergirl. They Not because she's bad at her job. They but didn't because, want to bother her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's how you have to think about it, then fine. Sure. There are three billion Kryptonians out there on Daxum. So Superman isn't even close to the last Kryptonian. (laughs) Well, again, that's very racist. That's like saying there's six billion Romulans or six billion Vulcans. I mean, I suppose, but there are people that left Krypton and went to Daxum and they're like, we're not Kryptonians, we're Daxumites No, they left Krypton, like they left Krypton ages and ages and ages ago. They are essentially a different- of years ago, you're saying. Well, I don't know how long, but like long enough that they are like biologically not exactly the same and they just like didn't the, know this thing about the the yellow sun i don't know that they did because why would they okay but no i'll accept it. it i just reading this i don't know so these are my takeaways like why like why would they you know uh, like they had no reason to leave their planet Jor-El they, had, knew. They, they had no jorel knew because jorel is a scientist jorel is a super scientist um, but also, like, they had no reason to like flee Daxum. Like, I, Daxum's right. under a red right. sun. Like, uh, so I don't ju- know. Like, you've got Monel, but Monel was also from a thousand so years. So they in the just past. dress like super people for shits and giggles. Well, they dress like future people. Okay. Element Lad is an idiot that either doesn't yeah. know how his powers work or needs to be commanded. Maybe he's just not management material. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll say this. Element Lad, I don't believe is an idiot, but I will say that Element Lad um, has a uh, has a vastly powerful ability that maybe like Firestorm um, needs a little coaching. Okay, so he needs a professor or whatever in his head. A professor of science. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not saying that's definitely the case, but like. You have the power, like if Matt Bomb woke up tomorrow with the power to transmute elements, you're not going to immediately know all the things you could do. Sure, that's fair. It's going to take practice and knowledge of science that you may or may not learn. Several of the Legionnaires are only useful in very specific situations and should not be in the field otherwise. Light lass, duplicate girl, invisible kid, Etc. <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, Duplicate Girl is not the name of a character. Pardon me. You're thinking of Duo Damsel. Duo Damsel. Um, well, I mean, she's Madrox. She's, except she can only split into two. Yeah, right? she's not Madrox, dude. <laughs> she can I mean, only split into she, two. <laughs> she, she duplicates. I mean, look. Like, she's really good if she's hanging a picture by herself and she needs someone to hold the ladder, sure. <laughs> I mean, uh, all right. Uh, uh, like, I think that that's partially fair, but also, like, light last, the ability to negate gravity is very powerful. I don't disagree, but she seems to be in trouble more than she does anything good in this Well, story. that's just, you know. That's, is it because she's a woman, Joe? Is that something? No, <laughs> it's because they they maybe they don't understand how to grant Morrison that into something more interesting. Fair enough. But, uh. I mean, not every legionnaire is suited for every field mission, but again, this was not like every field mission. This I, is like the end of the world. Yeah, I get like, it. I just think like, no. hey, maybe we should have a talk about some of you coming to this fight. You know, <laughs> you know what I well, mean? Well, yeah, I mean, and that you know, and we do have moments where like Wildfire is like Dawnstar, don't don't come after me. Yeah. What are you doing? Throws like, her in outer space. Yeah, why are you charging after this guy? You don't have like you you don't have the power to shoot anything from your hands. You don't have super strength. Like, what are we doing here? Right. And like, so yeah, like not every character is suited for every kind of mission, but they are all competent heroes in their own. I I will take your word for it. They did not always seem competent here. My final takeaway, the Legion are not good in scary. I put scary in quotes in scary stories, 
nor do their childlike names work in scary Whoa, stories. What do you mean by that? <laughs> I just mean this is like this isn't really a scary story. Well, but this is built, they say in the first issue, the darkest, creepiest story of Lee. Like Paul Levitt says, builds it at that. As like, well, they may say darkest. The darkest they definitely story. Definitely don't Legion, say like, creepiest. Well, but the darkest story of like Legion history, whatever. Yeah, well, that's because it's called the Great Dark. I just didn't think it was that dark or scary. It just didn't. I mean, it's pretty. Again, context. Right. This, like, this is pro- this is the most serious threat that the Legion has ever. Faced. I don't have that context up that's, until this that's point. Why this is my. Yeah, I mean, takeaway. I've spent the entire hour and a half telling you this. Uh, an hour. And, uh, sorry, two hours going on two and a half <laughs> yeah. hours almost. When I wrote this, I did not have those that context. These are my takeaways. Be, map um a. Uh, a child in the world of the uh, Legion of novice Memo. wandering in the middle yeah, of the theater, uh, in the middle right, of the movie. Right. You know? uh, so yes, uh, this is the most dangerous adventure the Legion has ever been on. Got it is the most serious, high stakes thing in the Legion that has ever happened to the Legion Got ever. It. Um. And yeah. So yes, at the time that this this was a very very big deal. And also remember what I said about how this story was like, oh shit, Dark Side. Like this is the story where I did not know that, where everyone was like, ah, well, okay, right. dark side, and that's oh, the, they do, they do. It does say here the most chilling epic uh, Legion epic in years. Yes, um, chilling. But again, it's all. It's, <laughs> come on, it's 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 hype. But, but to yeah, be like, fair, it is the most chilling Legion epic. I mean, yeah, from right. what you're telling uh, me. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, so like this is this story was a game changer for both the Legion of Superheroes and the character of Darkseid. Right, so. like there's a cover where they're all on their knees worshiping Darkseid, and now that doesn't happen. Which doesn't even happen. No, it's just, nothing like that happens. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> but you but you see that on the record, and you're like, whoa. Right. All right. Yeah. I think we've done all we can do here. I, I want to thank everybody for- Well, now hold on. There's something that we normally do. Oh, I have to rate we, it. I have to rate it. You're right. Yeah. Like, I, I want to know. I, like, I, like, I had fun reading this. Setting aside, like, silly dated things like yes. code names and whatever. Like, I had a lot of fun reading this. I thought Giffen's art is great. It's and incredible. It's it's fantastic for the time. And drawing this many characters and making them all look separate, like, you've got to give a dude credit for that. They're all very distinct. This yes. was not like he was drawing six X-Men or he was drawing eight Avengers or something. Like, he's drawing hundreds of characters in this literally at one point uh, yeah i mean later on yeah yeah uh, no so I, I i will give this a buy it it is it is fun to read do i like the legion more after it i think i understand them a little more and i think i also understand why the legion is not for me you know um i you know what i i'll accept that uh but i would i would counter that by saying i think that you would much more you would appreciate uh newer legion stories much more than probably this. i probably because like this is very much like paul levitt's like i love this run i love the legion of superheroes it's obviously like I mean, the most beloved run in legion yeah, history this is considered the most um, important legion run there is right i mean it is the claremont and burn of the legion of superheroes right. it's the wolfen and perez of the legion but yes. paul levitt's is also like his writing like his dialogue is a little yeah. cheesy like reading it now in 2021, it's like, ugh. Yeah, you know, Paul there's a lot no, of groaner. There's a lot of groaners in here. He's no Chris the characters. Claremont. Like the characters are often unlikable. Yeah. Um, but that's not always the case throughout the history of the Legion. Like that's a, this is a microcosm, uh, or you know, a, a very very small cross section of of the Legion history. And 
like I've read stories where it's like, oh, I love that character. Sure. But like here, Wildfire is a tremendous shithead throughout the entire story. Yeah. And like I read like some of the later Dan Abnett yeah. Landing Legion. And I really liked that. And I liked a right. lot of Right. So the problem there. is not the Legion. The right. problem is the interpretation. Yes. And so like um, so um, you asked about magic earlier. Uh, so this was 1982. And then the epilogue was in 1984. Not uh, another couple of years past this was basically the last hurrah in terms of big storylines for this era of the Legion. Right. And it was called the Magic Wars. And so, yeah, like magic was a big old deal in, okay. the, in the 31st See, century. That makes sense. And so I was just like, what um, is all this magic crap? Because yeah, yeah. none of the none of the Legion stuff I'd ever read dealt with any yep. magic. No, it's true. Um, and and so, yeah. the And uh, so following the end of that run, uh, then uh, we've got uh, right in the middle of that run, the Baxter run, we had the crisis where they had to explain like, okay, well, we're, what's up with Superboy? And well, this, they explain, this they the explain that. We don't like, need to go into it. We're really going to start abusing the Legion's time. Yeah, this is, where, this, is where the, <laughs> this is where the writers of the time, I think it may have even still been Paul Levitz, a bit, it may have been Keith Giffen uh, who had taken over the writing. But um, the, the, the writers at the time had to like bend over backwards to maintain uh, the integrity of the Legion, even though they were losing huge swaths of it, of, of the backstory. And so you had them um, explaining how they could have Superboy, but it wasn't really Superboy. How, the, how like Supergirl doesn't exist. How a character that they had named Laurel Gand, pardon me, Laurel Kent, um, who was a descendant of Clark Kent, uh, was actually a robot manhunter sleeper agent okay uh as revealed during millennium <laughs> anyway uh, like so they had to do a lot and then so that era they, they're just like okay fuck it and then they canceled this book they they ended the book and then when the legion came back in 88 89 with a new number one legion of superheroes it started what is called the five years later era where there's a time jump right i've read that everybody in the book is adults um, it's written by Tom and Mary Beerbaum. It's drawn by Keith Giffen. It's great. Yes. You and Big Mike um, made me read some of that. And I liked it. And uh, yeah. And then once Zero, uh, Zero Hour happens and they are rebooted, uh, like a full reboot. They get kicked um, around even more. <laughs> so. Yeah. But that's more of a, that's just like a reimagining of the Legion as kids, but much more modernized where right. they're not. They don't all have the dumbest code names. Yes. Uh, like, and so I just think uh, with the Legion, it's like, you know, this was Pick your of, poison, right? This was the remnants of like the Silver Age Legion moving into modern times. This is the Silver Age Legion growing up. Yeah, yeah. Th this was a turning point, and yeah, absolutely. It, it for can sure. be wonky, and it can seem a little strange for someone who doesn't understand. But I, I see what you're saying. I, I got you. And I'm so, like, the problem—the problem is not the it. Legion. Yeah, the problem is not the Legion. The problem is how they've sometimes been handled. Yeah, this is a, a huge bite for me. This is again a classic. Everybody knows that it is for you. You picked it. <laughs> I, you picked it. Yeah. I can't stress that enough. You, you picked this. this. <laughs> no, you picked it. Uh, and uh, I was like shocked that you suggested it. Well, it and I was, you, you brought it up while we were. I, I think uh, it's we I don't even remember wildfire. why you brought it. up. I think you brought it up when we were talking about the wildfire thing that we did when we were doing people stuck in suits. And I said we should. Re that's where I got the idea. Like we should read that. We should force each other to read stuff. But that can't be why. That's not. I think that's where this idea started for me when we came up Maybe. with the idea to like do this segment. Uh, who named it again? Adam Crouch. Adam Crouch, huge thanks for giving us the name Slack Issues. We should mention one 
a copy of the Great Darkness Saga. We are sending yes, it out uh, to him. Which, which is not in print, so he'll be receiving a gift card to Comixology. It's or, not in print. Uh, the most important Legion of Superheroes story of all time uh, is yeah, not It's currently in not print. in print. I know. That uh, but yeah, we, something. I, we, Adam, we, Adam you're, the check's in the mail. Um, but yes, I, I'm glad that you had fun with it. Yeah, it um, And, uh, you know, next time, maybe it'll be something I've never read or something neither of us has read. Yeah. So... Thank you again for supporting this show, and we would love to hear your suggestions for future Slack Issues episodes. So hit us up in all the usual places and let us know what you would like to hear us read for the first time. Keep in mind, it has to be widely considered to be great. If you want us to read something- Or important. Yeah, or important. If you want us to read something terrible, that's a different show. We call that Tales Too Terrible to Tell. But you can send us suggestions for that too. Force us you to sure come can. Dead. Yeah, it's all part of the game. Where do they do that? And I'd said all the usual places. If you're a patron, you know this. But like, uh, you know, well, Twitter, Facebook. But you know what? We're giving us. this to every, we're giving this first episode oh, to that's everybody. True. Surprise! That's right, we are giving this to everyone. Uh, so tweetednerd at gmail.com is our email. Our uh, the THN hotline is four zero two eight one nine four eight nine four. We're on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are even on Instagram. We are all over your socials. And uh, we really should be saying that every episode of everything we ever do, even if we assume that people already know. That's true. Because that's and we how normally you do. Yourself. I was just, for some reason, I was thinking it was a Patreon extra, but I forgot. But I mean, it is. But even so, it's like, it hey, if day. you've forgotten, send an email, call the hotline, make us make your suggestions. Yes. Do it up. It is a turkey day treat we are giving them. And we want to wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving we will be back next week with our regular show. But for now, my name is Matt Bomb. My uh, voice is going out. Mine too. Uh, <laughs> that was, yeah. Uh, my name is Joe Patrick. We need to be done. That was intense. And this is a two-headed nerd. Is there like a Legion sign-off or something? Do they do something? Do they say something? Uh, yeah. Long live the Legion. Okay. This is the two-headed nerd saying, long live the Legion. Long live the Legion.